previously on Martini John. Spooky place. That was place. that is a beautiful. And I want to see Knife in the Water again. We should do a Polanski. I'll thing. do a Polanski knife. Like knife oh, in the Water. Well, we've been talking about Polanski. Oh, for a long I saw. Time. I, I'm rambling. Like I have ADD. Yeah. Um, no. But the thing is. I That's saw a good f- way to book no, 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 in it because no, no, you started off this way. This is the movie Ropes I saw. It up. First season was I latched on to characters. Mm-hmm. And by the second season, it was like, that's kind of fab seems kind of silly and you know like no we're not going to go ahead with this i want to go save this prostitute i met on the island of malta you know tax credit you know? <laughs> <laughs> on the island of uh louisiana you know from stealing on the consequences he got a pass you know i don't a, know he got raped in jail yeah but that's it, no he he got free food. He'd go to a place. <laughs> the, he would go to places, and people would understand. He's got, him. A, he's got a roof over his head. What's but the, he would go sitting next to him at the gate and chatting with Sidmeed. But I'm oh, so God. exhausted that I fall asleep while chatting with Sidmeed. He lets me sleep, but then he chugs me. He's like, "Chris, you have to wake up because we're boarding the plane right now." And also, I'm Sidmeed. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Chris just said, I just do eyes. I just do eyes. Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 34. The reason I'm speaking so quietly is that I forgot to record this intro in our studio. So I am actually recording it at home, quietly in the living room, late at night, on my backup microphone with a sock pulled over it to make sure that I don't u- need to use a pop filter. But, nonetheless, you should still enjoy this. This movie is The Irishman from 2019 that came out basically last year. Directed by Marty Scorsese and starring Bobby De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino. Yes, a lot of people have asked us to talk about this movie. We did, and we talked a lot about it. Uh, Talked a lot about how we felt about the movie in general. I know a lot of people were interested about how uh, we felt about the de-aging and all the technology going on there, which we get uh, into for sure in depth. Um, So that was an interesting thing. I also want to note that we recorded this podcast before the Oscars came out. So you are going to hear a lot of opinions uh, about how the Oscars may or may not go, uh, which we may succeed or not succeed in so it actually that's kind of an interesting thing to do to hear about that uh a lot of people have said is this going to be the first podcast that's actually going to be shorter than the movie you guys discuss i think we're about neck and neck we're just about as close to uh the length of the irishman in this uh as well uh i want to ask one last thing from you guys is uh you know, to let people know about our social media platforms. If you do happen to uh, follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, let people know about it. Uh, Friday is coming up. There's always a Friday around the corner. And uh, use the hashtag Follow Friday and, uh, you know, let us know, let people know about Martini Giant on the platform of social media of choice. It'd be a lot of fun if you guys were able to do that. All right. With that, please enjoy. The Irishman. I'll take a mint. Thank you. Oh, okay. these are mints. Mints uh, do not go well with our alcohol of choice. First of all, we should mention what the movie we're talking about because it's relevant to this alcohol. We are going to be talking about Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Mm, otherwise known as? 
I heard you paint houses. <laughs> I heard you paint I houses. I heard you paint houses. Yep. I believe that is his preferred title, as he basically doesn't put up the Irishman title until after the movie is over. Oh, right. Yeah, and he only puts up I Heard You Paint Houses, which is what he wanted to call it, and Netflix was like, that's not going to happen, Marty. And he's like, cool, put up the title anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, yes, okay, so I, so the whiskey I decided to get is uh, it's a Trader Joe's brand whiskey. As you guys know, I like my Trader Joe's brand whiskey, but specifically, it is an Irish whiskey yes. that has been aged 15 years. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. It is de-aged and aged. Right. De-aged. Yeah. <laughs> that is right. I figured that would be uh, quite entertaining. And aged. And, like, and uh, now, you have some pretty fast machines out there, so maybe you could take a photo of that and de-age that bottle to the appropriate... <laughs> I need some GPUs <laughs> to do right, it so with uh, with some uh, uh, deep fakes. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. So a lot of people have actually asked me uh, to talk about this movie because uh, of the de-aging stuff. Right. And uh, it's interesting. But what have you guys been up to? Golly. You um, said you all saw 2017? 2017. Sorry, 1917? A few hundred years. A <laughs> hundred years beforehand. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Uh, yes. Uh, we both saw 1917. Yeah. And, uh, and we both loved it. Yeah. Oh. It's great. Yeah, I got to go back. What a great week. movie. Man, oh, man. That is a big movie. Oh, my God. It was a, master- <laughs> it was a masterpiece. Yeah, it's, really- uh, it's insanely beautiful all the time. Yep. Um, a very simple but very nicely staged story. Um, and did- uh, an exquisite um, bit of work by Roger Deakins and uh, everyone concerned. Yeah, but th- if you have Deakins shooting for you oh, yeah. in that context uh, every know, frame your story doesn't need to be it's yeah. just well that's the thing is uh, i don't who I, needs coasters i will take a coaster um uh, thank you the um <clears throat> yeah i get into this uh i get into this dialogue all the time which is like uh i don't believe that complexity equals i don't believe that complication equals quality no uh i believe that you can have which will be shown in their conversation about <laughs> it's a pretty the Irishman. Part, later, later conversation. um but yeah i don't I, I think that you can do things that are extraordinarily simple yep uh and as long as you stay on point um they can be very powerful yes. and one of the uh one of the great things about 1917 is that uh it's not just uh good looking everyone knows i think that uh it's a it's a wonder movie it's a single sh- single shot movie all the way through even though it's made up of it's stitched together from i think 40 different um takes uh takes uh, through the power of uh, the computers. Um, but uh, uh, the problem, like when you see a, a one movie like that, um, the problem that can often happen uh, is that the stuntiness of it overwhelms the... The gag? Uh, yeah, the gag overwhelms the story. Right. You know, and, uh, and, and that happens because they insist on sticking to the single take thing or the single shot thing. And, uh, and there's parts where you're like, they are hustling as fast as they can to get to the next thing and kind of spinning their wheels a little bit. Or why is that thing so conveniently adjacent to this other thing? You know, this kind of yeah. stuff. Right. Um, uh, but this movie is so well uh, constructed physically that it I, I I forgot that it was a single take. Only once in a while would I Do go like, think it's because Christ, this is they, it was. I think they used a thing called the Trinity system. Don't know it. Yeah. RE cameras, like steady, new version of Steadicam. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong. But the, the point is it allowed them to go th- 
they were going like 360 around the characters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so even though they felt like they were always going forward, they would go around the characters. So I think that kind of um, not just, yes, you're following the protagonist through the whole story, Mm -hmm. but, you know, some of those things that you talked about, uh, the camera's following the protagonist. So if the protagonist stops, in some cases, you stop. Yeah, right. But this was just kind of, as though you are this third person. Yeah. And that was the beauty of it. It didn't feel like you said those natural cut lines or where did they cut? And, you right. know, as somebody who's in visual effects or was in visual effects, um, you know, you look for things like that just mm-hmm. because you're, you've been, you're strained for it. And yeah. For 20 something years, you've been doing stuff that's a visual trickery. So right. you kind of look and you can kind of see, but at the same time, it's, uh, it was so free flowing, the camera moves, and yeah. it arched up and down because they would carry it and then put it on a wire system. Yeah, it's so gentle, you know. So and you uh, can and see it, it on YouTube. Yeah, like they'll oh. hold it, and then there's a wire thing. Uh-huh. And so they're walking, walking, and then they rest it on a wire thing, and then they go over a huge bomb hole. Oh, man. Yeah, and they go crazy. down, and then it, when it comes back up, a guy picks it. Oh, it just, it just gently lifts it up again. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an extraordinary. Uh, extraordinary bit of uh, and it's the small camera. It's the R A T L H or something L T. Right. I figured it's got to be pretty tiny. Yeah, it's this. Yeah, you, you cannot uh, like for the stuff that this they do. is. Uh, by the way, about the size of a melon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. It's yeah. really the lenses are bigger. The cook lenses or whatever are bigger than the the body. Yeah. Right. Well, that's common with a lot of cameras. Yeah, glass, well, not, glass is glass. You can't do anything about well, physics. But, well, uh, no. I mean, some of the older the Aries and, and cameras, the Cook Primes are, are pretty much the same size as the body. It's like a shoebox, shoebox. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a cute, small, it's like this. Right. And then with a big prime. But he used 40 or something like that millimeter lens a lot. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm telling you, the, some of that, it was so, that night, Stuff through the city. Oh, that's it's some of the best. Crazy. Yeah, like, Dennis Gassner was. Yeah, a, if the whole movie was him. terrible, I, I would still say see it for that sequence. That sequence. <laughs> it's and just then one of the best things. I've did, that, did the whole thing take place? I mean, I don't. Whole thing take place in what? In real time or yes, was yes, okay. yeah. They're, they um uh I won't give away how, but they have they sort of uh they cover they cover a time period of about I don't a know day. like twenty four hours or something. Right. Like that. Uh, and uh, there's so you know uh. A, you get you get a little. There's some disorienting things that happen, okay. uh, but uh, it's really nicely done. And the what's really interesting is like because you know I I say like you know like you you barely feel that it's a wonder, and then people say you know like oh well, why even bother doing it then? And I'm like you don't you know you don't you don't want to notice it's a wonder. You want to be in the story, but the reason to do it as a wonder is because uh, the overall effect of being in a single shot for that long is so immersive it is insane the scale the emotional scale and the unbelievable continuity of what you're seeing uh really gets into your brain and uh and it's very physically affecting and very like you're and then when moments traumatic. come that are jarring or deliberately jarring say like a bullet being fired at mm-hmm. you out of nowhere yeah it really you just are like holy shit yeah you really, really jump you. yeah it's really and something. the sound mix was like it was so beautiful. I mean, it was like gorgeous, gorgeous, super deep, and and there were some moments there that were like paintings, like that guy yeah. emerging from the fire. Oh, it's beautiful. 
right? And he's stunning. like, who is that? You know, he's yeah. like, they're both trying to figure who each other yep. is. That yep. was like, oh, it's incredible. At night, yeah, there's it's a, a painting. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, it was like so beautiful. I was just, I went by myself last night. I was like practically in tears. Yeah. And I just, I'm going back. My wife and daughter have to travel this weekend to Florida. So I'm going to, um, yeah, it's, it's a real event to see this movie and definitely see it in the theater. Holy moly. Like, mm. why, I don't see why you would do anything else. I and mean, the people watching Yeah, I went to the arc light. Like, so the it was a mega screen. Oh, God, that's great. That's so great. Yeah. But the, it was, it was, it was really a stunning piece. And for me, that was my favorite time period historically. Mm-hmm. So it was like, can, can I ask you, did it feel to you? Cause I came out of that and I was sort of like, what was really, what was weird is that it felt like, it felt very, in the, after I saw it, I was like, that felt like I dreamed it. Yes. Is that like, is that how you felt? Yes. Cause it was a, it was a very strange effect that happened. And I think because I think it's a combination of a th- the palette itself was really uh, it was there was a softness to it, mm-hmm. but it was all overcast. Yeah, and then the music. I yeah, feel it's a beautiful like score. Yeah, I think I that score is nominated. I, I don't know who did it, but it was. Uh, it really struck you. I mean, yep. it it really you followed the beat, the music, yep. and because the story was simple and it had to be simple. Yep. Yep. And um, the actors were. Unbelievable! Oh, everyone's everyone's doing it right, and they do sort of like uh, someone joked online uh, that the there are actors that you recognize in this movie, and they're sort of spaced off, spaced out like level bosses in a video game. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, that's that's good. That's a good thing to do because you do feel like when you uh, when you see an actor you recognize, you do feel like you've achieved something in the plot. I guess the way to look at it, and so like uh, you know, there are actors now, like um, for instance. Uh, Mark Strong, people yes. might know who that is, is in this movie. And when you when you see him, you just go, "Oh, I made it this far!" Like it's like I, I I made it far enough to see someone I know, you know. And it's really it's a really interesting effect, especially when the characters you're following. Are he was not, the guy with the big boots. He was the uh, he was the guy that um, uh, lets him on the truck. The, he with yeah, the big boots. Right. It starts with right. And he has a great look to him. Oh, he's he it, look Mark like, Strong is always great. He's just this. So he looked like a Giacometti. Six, six nominations, obviously. Uh, uh, best picture, mm-hmm. uh, best original score. Yep. Best director. Best director, Sam Mendes. Yep. Best original screenplay. Uh, best cinematography, and best sound mixing. So yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It. Yeah, I mean, like, I think it sort of came out of the blue for a lot of people. Oh, best visual effects. Best too. visual effects. Yeah, that best was... uh, product design, uh, production design. Best Dennis product Kastner. placement for um, best boots. sound editing and no. best hair and makeup. Wow, that's a lot. One, two, three, yeah, four, I, five. I don't six, know too seven, many. Eight, nine, ten, ten nominations. Yeah, but, uh, prior to the Golden Globes, which it also won uh, best drama for. Right. Uh, like I don't know too many people who really knew about this movie. Like it was very under the radar up until uh, the now, Globes. Did it had, just come out? No, it just, December like it came they out were Christmas. advertising. Yeah. They're advertising. I mean, I was looking forward to it because I love World War One. Yeah. So I was all jazzed. There, I mean, jazzed. there's a, yeah, there's a low level awareness for people who will, you know know about movies. I mean, like people maybe had seen an ad for it, but they didn't like register. Like people, there wasn't a lot of chatter about it mm. um, until the uh, it came at Christmas Day, and like, there was a, a big reaction then. But 
And it wasn't on any screens until this past weekend, I think. And now it's getting a big reaction. And now it uh, once it, it suddenly wins the Golden Globes, and I was like, "What the fuck is this movie?" And then it had a huge, huge opening weekend. Mm. Uh, and so that maybe uh, that's like a stealth possible win uh, for the Academy Awards. Yeah, some people are saying it's likely to win. Yeah, there's a, it's definitely in the top, probably in the top three runners. I think. I think it's that and Once Upon a Time and uh, Irishman are probably. Uh, neck but and when neck. you see that movie. And then you watch The Irishman again. I've seen The Irishman before, and when I watched mm-hmm. it again, I mean, it there, it's night and day. Right. It's right. not good. Well, yeah. What, what was your th- so? Here's the thing, right? I, I, I mean, this is sort of our de facto Academy Awards episode, right here. Sort of. I like, guess we're going so. to be talking a lot. About I guess that so. Stuff. Yeah. But uh, uh, so The Irishman. I heard a lot about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I heard you know it's you know. It's, you, the 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 news of the Irishman is controversial and everything. Oh, it's a Netflix thing. It was only in right. theaters. They had to open the Netflix had to convert a theater in Broadway to turn it into a music theater mm-hmm. just to be able to show it on theaters. Right. Like and you know the obviously the movie theater industry hates it because it's it's not showing in theaters. Yeah, and then right. Scorsese famously talks about how Marvel films are <laughs> kind of a big, are, are big ride films yeah, right. or whatever. And like it just goes on and on and on right. and on and on and on and on, right? right? And then and then it's like, oh, and then everyone says like it's really way too long. And then right. I'm like, okay. And so I watched it in chunks because it's Netflix and I right. can. Right. And it wasn't too long because I watched it in like three parts, so it was yeah, fine. It was like three episodes. Right? It's like three episodes, three. right? Uh, right. I, I saw it in the theater. I actually went to. I, I searched out in the theater. Too. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it wasn't too long in the theater. It was good. It was a. It was a good set. Yeah. Uh, and so. So that was the big thing. And then obviously the de-aging is a big thing that we'll get into at some right. point. But before we even get into that, how, how – so it felt – it was like, yay. You know, uh, it's the most – it's a Martin Scorsese film. Right. It's like it's like a lot of his other films, right? Yep. So yeah, he's in a sampling sense, from every, all of his films. That's right. So that's sure. in a sense, it's like – Instead of the you know Marvel character universe, it's the Martin Scorsese <laughs> character it's universe. The MSU, MSU, yeah. right? <laughs> right? It's the MSU, right. and 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 that's to me it was like, okay, it wasn't. Now he has done other things that are different, right? He did Hugo. He did a oh bunch yeah. Of, I mean, he did a musical. He did uh, right. Yeah, I mean, he's done all sorts. Of, he's done a wide range of but of movies, but he's sure. bringing back all My of his movie on Christ, for he, instance. Right. <laughs> he's bringing back all of his characters, basically. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he's bringing very back, intentionally. Like very very intentionally, right? Like like the Marvel universe, right? Like with 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 shots that are shots from his other movies and right. characters and actors that are actors. So so he's guy. playing into the nostalgia for Martin yeah. Scorsese films. Yeah, definitely. He's using he's using Martin Scorsese. Like I think he is using Martin Scorsese films for a purpose in this movie. Right. Right. Um. And it's not it's not just sort of like a uh, I didn't take it as sort of like a. Uh, hey, remember these old great movies? Movie like the actual movie for the Irishman for me doesn't start until like the last half an hour. Like that's the actual movie. That's I think, different. Yeah, yeah, that he. I think that's the movie he wanted to make. But the first two hours are the first you know two and a half hours are context, and right. uh, and the uh, and I think that for the first two and a half hours he makes a pretty good Martin Scorsese movie. Like I'm just like I like everything here. This is good. Sure, yeah, it's fun. I like uh, I like that scene from Goodfellas. I like this scene from Goodfellas. I like right. whatever, you know, like all, like and it's all like 
Uh, and there's a sort of like a coyness to it that I like. There's a lot of good funny parts that right. are good and good lines. Um, I was um, I, I didn't think the photography was that great. I no. thought it looked like a TV show. Yep. Um, I think that it, I don't know if it was shot on video, but it really looked like it was shot on video. Like there was some stuff about the staging and the lighting that I was just not into. Um, didn't, the colors, the colors, colors yeah. were a little exaggerated. Exact, yeah, exactly. Like everyone looked like ever, not just people, people's faces, but like their costume choices and everything just looked a little bit like, I don't know, artificial, strangely artificial. And yeah, maybe, I guess they were maybe going for that, but I didn't didn't really connect. And me. and here's the other thing, if, if you know the 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 this obviously just made me go straight to comparing Goodfellas, right? right. Goodfellas is, but there was something so much more special about Goodfellas. It's a really active, intense, grabs you movie. Right. right. That's a real like that's a barnstormer of a movie. And right. This is, this is not that. Like now, like the the finale of my review is the last half an hour is fucking incredible. <laughs> like the, Very good. That's the reason to see the movie, and that's the movie I'm reviewing. Whatever. But I, I mean, if you think about it's it, great. like it's like oh, you know. Scorsese went to tell the Jimmy Hoffa story, right? And right. I was like, that, yeah. That, I mean, if anyone's going to tell you the Jimmy Hoffa story, it should be sure. Scorsese, yeah. right? And, and that's a story that I think is interesting as part of American history that needs to be known, right? Right. Uh, you know, you got the Capone story, you got the Hoffa story. Like, right. those, are, those are important gangster stories that need right. to be kind of told mm-hmm. in some way. Um, and it was interesting uh, to see that. And so I was like, okay, well, here's the context to all of that. And oh, yeah, understanding, totally. yeah. Understanding that. But uh, it's the, the casting mm-hmm. was forced. Yeah. yeah it was I think basically so. everybody that wanted to work with him one last time. Yeah, it's a big – it's a big uh, – Yeah. The way I looked at it. Sure. Or maybe it's like, oh, we've always wanted to do that, but everyone's been out of town, so we've waited 20 years suddenly. No, got everybody who's still alive or Ray Romano, all those guys just wanted to do a Scorsese picture and, and do a, a thing with him because that's, that's a big deal. But it's definitely – it's definitely um, – you talk about Goodfellas earlier. I, I think um, – a lot of the stories that he takes uh, from his childhood in Little Italy and, and he incorporates his life and memories of his life and um, the issues he has with – we're just describing the people that he grew up with to the, his, his questions of faith and, and, mm-hmm. and Christ. And um, it seemed like on this one, because there was so much technology around it for the de-aging, oh. it was almost like he took a step back. You know, it's it. it, it well, there was like a it, to me personally, it just seemed like he, uh, you know, Goodfellas. He was just you know more actively involved in. Oh, he's a, Goodfellas uh, the, is just on fire. Start to crafting yeah, the scene yeah. and stuff. It just seems right. like here, it's like this it was the, broader strokes. Yeah, I, I think that like the uh, like I can't underscore my like my final react my second viewing much better than my first viewing. Just overall, you liked it better. Uh, I liked it better. And I liked it better because, like, I was the first viewing. I was like, "Yeah, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. This is fine." You know, you were distracted by some other stuff. I was, I was distracted, but I was distracted by even more than the aging technology. Like the whole movie felt like kind of like I was like, "What? What is? I don't know what this movie is. It's like a right. a pastiche of things." That it was I, a really fast version for. of 
the end of Goodfellas where it's like, Karen, I yeah. need my hat. <laughs> Why did you do that? Yeah, Karen? that kind of frenetic uh, kind of thing is the way the whole first couple hours are. Yeah, you really didn't get a chance. Well, yeah. there was also well, like, the, okay, well, let's go to that. The, the character development was not necessarily as strong, right? Right. Okay, because it's dependent on things that you may have seen before. Right. So, so like, you know, De Niro's character is like, okay, so he paints houses. By the way, we should. Note that, that what that means is I hear you paint houses means I hear you kill people. Yeah, exactly. You, you assassinate people. You assassinate <laughs> yeah, people, right? right? right. So – but that's his character, right? right. But like Ray Liotta and you know, what's her name in, in Goodfellas, right. uh, uh, those characters were developed. Oh, yeah. The whole movie is about that. It's, a, it's, and, about, their, it's about their development, then their right. collapse. And then Polly as right. well. You know, he's re- – like right. all of them Absolutely. Absolutely. is super developed. And so you really get to see character. Right. And this really. movie does not really do that. And well, it, it covers and three, a lot of people. And it's it disappointing for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You'd get some level of development it, well, that this felt is, a little bit stronger. Yeah, like this is the – this is sort of the the final effect. I mean I, I actually – I really, really, really – Ultimately, thought this movie was great, but it, it's a, it's so much homework before the movie happens that I, I can understand people just being not well, connected to it. Okay, so like you can't, the, you can, I wonder. The, I the think you're being the, generous with the word "great." I think it's a good movie. I think that the that I'm not, I, but, but not to make my Titanic argument again. But like the, <laughs> essentially, like the the great movie is the last half an hour. Like like from end spoilers ahead. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa is murdered. Uh, <laughs> a, the great movie starts when just before Hoffa is killed. Uh, and then it's one of my favorite Scorsese movies. But I, it can't actually do that without, without the context. Without the context. And so the first two and a half hours. Um, uh, it's the Titanic, basically. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, we got to go through all this stuff. People, not everyone to, knows who Jimmy Hoffa is, but most people who do knows that it's Jimmy Hoffa, he's going to be killed, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, you're waiting, you're, you're setting it up the and, same way that Titanic did. Yeah. And so like, and without like, without even like the fact that it's a bunch of uh, Scorsese actors and re- repeating Scorsese scenes, like it creates this sort of, um, because I'll skip to the, I'll skip to the punchline. The ending of that movie is so fucking depressing. It blew my mind. It's very depressing. It's one of the most depressing things that I've literally ever seen in my life. And it's because the, uh, the point to me of that movie was um, you your life has been useless and pointless and everything ev- like everything you've done and cho- like everything all your all your indecision has led you to an empty lonely pointless ending what was his indecision the entire he is nothing but indecisive that's this entire thing yeah like it, like it just repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats that he is trying to sort of like like may, he, like people just come along and tell him to do something and then he goes and does it. And then someone else tells him to do the other thing and he does that. And this ping pongs back and forth for two and a half hours until it finally puts him in a corner where he has to kill his buddy and it's the only way out. And it's it's you're just like fucking moron. Like you just you're like you I felt so like betrayed by him because like you're just like yeah, like because I connected with that. I was just right. like the the I felt I felt hurt by the movie at the end of the movie. I was like, you've essentially uh, in a sense, pointed out the waste of my life through bad choices. Like, and it, and it it pulls me into that by reminding me of all these other great movies that I like more, and then putting them into a context where I'm like, eh, 
Right. And so by the end, by the time it gets to the end of the movie, where suddenly Scorsese seems really engaged and in a sort of emotional, uh, really tight emotional place with where, uh, De Niro is, like all that stuff seems dissatisfying and kind of, you know, herky jerky and like, which is essentially the way that De Niro feels about it. Like, he's like, what the fuck just happened? Right. You know, like I missed out on everything. And the only thing that was important was my daughter and I fucked it into a cocked hat. Like right. I was just like that. I was just like, that is a, like it, that last half an hour. It's to the me, worst death possible. It's the worst death. Po- I, I was angry. At that. I was, I walked out. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very sad because yeah. basically like it, it's almost would have been better if he'd been murdered. If, like even, and this is a big spoiler. If he fucking died, it would have made me feel better. Right. But he doesn't die. He's just like, oh, just, oh, just uh, 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 leave the yeah, door open, the leave the door open, they leave the door open, life, and then the movie's over. The guy like, no, spent his me. life killing people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, I'm not saying that's the type of ending to your life that you would have, mm-hmm. but it's very vacuous and, you know, he's like a drifter. Yeah. And, it, yes. and with a family. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, the the only important thing in the entire movie to him is his daughter. Yeah, but you don't. I and never sense that. I never he fucks sen- it up. From the- oh, I, I would say what, only when he beats up the guy. When, when you what, after I saw the movie, this is this is the thing that made the second watch better. Is when you watch it again, like there is so much time developing the daughter, like the daughter's point of view on this. I was right. surprised. I was like, I didn't remember her even being in the movie. That First much. time, yes, but yeah. you you sense okay. she saw more of a father figure in Hoffa than oh, without a, without yeah. a doubt. And not only that, like, there's so many connections. Like, they point out over and over that Hoffa is the person that he should be. Right. Like, he's just like Hoffa is being a good dad to his own fucking to his daughter. You know, like right. you and like and like uh, De Niro is constantly outside the frame of everything all the time. Right. And Joe Pesci is just like and Joe Pesci's great line in this movie is just like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of not not me, but a lot of people are, are saying this. And like he is just the sort of like bullshit saboteur yeah. thing in your brain. Who, Pesci? Yeah. The you know? best was when they're playing. The kids are playing. He's like, "No, no, you're lucky. You're you're yeah, lucky. Yeah, you're How come she's not talking to me?" Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. little birdie thing. It's so scary because yeah. there was there's such envy he has mm-hmm. of a De Niro's character. Yep. And at the same time, he's trying to destroy De Niro's soul. He's yeah. the devil. And, oh yeah. And and this is the and when he's when he's in the and they're at the fucking old folks' home in the end and Pesci's dying and he just goes. Yeah, you know, like I'm going to church. Why are you going to church? You never been to church. And he goes, uh, "You'll see, you'll see." And that's the last you ever fucking see of that guy. Right. You know, I'm just like, this is the like the movie is like essentially a uh, a sucker punch movie. Right. And I think that if this is how this is how I recommend it to people, I'm like, I don't recommend this movie. <laughs> like, I think this is a brilliant movie. I think that this it, it ultimately ends up being one of his best movies, but it is so fucking unpleasant and so dis like dispiriting and it ends on like basically saying you shouldn't have wasted your time like this and then you want to well you want to die <laughs> so it's right. like this this is a horrifying movie to me and extremely well ultimately extremely well made um but it is one of the more unpleasant films i've ever seen i feel like they could have uh, there was a lot of building up that context of how he got there was mm-hmm. very much it just meandered it's almost like yeah it's very leisurely it could have just been the wives and them on a journey right. and then 
in the middle of it, he says, I need you to do something, get in right. a plane and go to Detroit. Right. Like that's like, what? Yeah. There's and the, then that could maybe a little flashbacks, but that whole thing where- the Driving and the cigarettes and the everything. Right. Like, the yeah, what, the what, driving and the breaks yeah, of the Yeah, I'm saying doing and, that and, and really not so much heavy flashback with mm-hmm. the, the, the printers and all, you know, the Kaitel character. Right. It's like, and also when they say, oh, this person murdered, it's like, okay, well- yeah, well, it's it, it's again pointing out how useless all of this is. Like the movie just, I feel is, as editorial because there was something that I think it's Thelma Schumacher that did it. Yeah, it's like when that woman Hoffa's mother, wife gets in the car and she thinks it's going to go off, and right. she, but yeah. then you see the little thing of a car going off, and then it cuts back to her. Yeah, right. I've never seen that. It was almost like here, this is what's going to happen. It's, it was, almost could have happened. Well, this is that's what I'm saying. It's like it's, the movie keeps on showing you. Kind of what you want to see, and then pulling back, and then meandering. But off. it was it was a little it was cartoonish. I was like, Absolutely. why did you just show car explode? Because because you don't get to see the car explode. Because like the whole movie <sighs> is like like the movie is just a fucking fuck you to the audience for two hours. Like it's, it's so yeah, but it's I don't, such I don't a grind. Think, I don't think it needs. I'm I'm with Eric. I don't think it needs to do that. It well yeah well uh, let me put it to you this way like what you guys are talking about I agree with is uh, a much more enjoyable movie right right what he is doing is trying to punish you <laughs> like he is it seems like this movie especially given the end is it's it's a brutal it's just a brutal ugly movie that's aggressive to the audience and I'm I'm all for it I'm a glad I, I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I saw it twice right and I'm glad I'm, and I love talking about it with with you know like the enthusiasm of like that was a fucking that was a mean. That was a mean spirited movie, right. um, but it is not an enjoyable movie. And like he in, seems to intentionally like water down things that you would normally enjoy uh, to make it part of the punch. Yeah, there were a lot of. I thought Pacino was the best though in it as Hoppe. Oh, and and uh, may I ask you? I don't know if you noticed this as well. He starts big and goes small. Like, yeah, yeah. I was really. I love that. I thought that was great the tracking best, on this part. The best stuff was. When his son fights back in the courtroom, he's oh, like, yeah, you yeah. see what he did? So good. He's got a knife. Yeah. You, you run. You run. <laughs> you got a gun. You grab it. Right? And he's standing here. You got You got to do that. That's it's so just good. like it was little details like, like that. A was, knife you run away from. A gun you run towards. <laughs> and like like the, he's giving lessons to everybody. He was dead oh, on great. though, Hoffa. That's great. And you know what? In a way, he kind of deserved to get whacked. He was a big pain in the ass at the end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's definitely like- It's like, dude, shut up and he's just- just not letting go. It is what he's, it is was right. a thing. Yeah. It's, it's what it, it is. What it is. It is what it is. I love the way they killed some of those people. That's great. It was like so great. Hey, how you doing? Right in the head. And it's the so fast. The, the and Chinese they, and, lady looks through the curtain yeah. and back. That and, was a great and detail. They, and they follow that through. I mean, like- I'm, I'm like they follow it through and it was a mistake to killing uh, killing Hoffa like when Hoffa gets killed it's like it's you, fast it fucking happens so fast like you're just like whoa, whoa shit I thought they were gonna build up to that and he just goes ah yeah uh, it was great and that's that and the thing is like this is well the, that's the thing right I mean in reality you always in stupid movies there's always these big build ups in the gun and right. you have to have no, this no, big no, explanation no, right. before you shoot someone in the head no if you're in the mob that Actually, they said that in uh, in in Goodfellas in the scene where he goes, "That's why I knew it wasn't a wise guy because he said hands up." Yeah, if you were a wise guy, I'd be dead by now. That's yeah, right. I, I, I wouldn't have even known it. <laughs> right. Like, and this is the, like now now think just to uh, like think about the scene that leads up to killing him. 
the scene that leads up to killing him is about 25 minutes long. Yeah. yeah. And literally nothing happens in it at all except you're watching a car drive back and forth. And that's it. And that's like that's what this movie does. Like that's that's the movie in a well, nutshell. It's yeah. just like okay, and then we got in the car, had, we drove uh, up yeah, to the place, and, and, and had it Hoffa get you know put in prison, and the Kennedys. It was like it it could have been the car ride right. and the flashbacks a little bit, right? And then that decision at breakfast, right? With the total, what you're talking about is an emotional, enjoyable movie, and I think and that's what he's not. He making. thinks about his daughter <laughs> on the plane right. ride because he's alone in the plane, right? And he has a flashback there of how Hoffa was a better father, but it's editorial. I bet you, with all that footage, you could probably cut recut I, that film. I completely agree. I th- Take I th- out the guy with the I big ears and Castro is, and all those goofballs. I think. I think. Take out Joey. He uh, is fully aware of the of the very enjoyable movie he could have made, and he has chosen to make something that is not enjoyable because the movie once it, once it once it kicks in, it happens very quick and very intensely, and suddenly you feel like you wasted your time, and that's where the guy is. Like, it's just not any fun. Like, the movie you're talking about is a movie I'd cry at, and I would say, oh, my God, that was the best movie I saw here. Strange, strange but true uh, story. Okay. True, really interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Talk to my mother about it. My mother grew up uh, in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Right. right. Her closest friend growing up was um, Gloria Gallo, Joey's youngest Joey sister. Gallo's. Oh, like so that. she would go on Sundays to the Gala house for for dinner, and it was Joey and the other brother when they were growing up. <laughs> Man, yeah, good lord, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your life is gonna be a Netflix movie sometime soon. That's because my say. father always says she was dating mobsters when I met her. Oh yeah, God, it was dude. just like, well, you were you were involved with mobsters when I met you too. <laughs> Everybody look on his face. Saying it's true. No, <laughs> I want to clarify that. Mobster, the business partner of somebody. Yes, my wife's business partner was involved with somebody. Yes, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, who did some time for racketeering? <laughs> mobish. It's mobish. I did a stretch. <laughs> I did a stretch. I remember I went to a barbecue and I won't say his name. I really loved him. I thought he was a great guy. I remember the stories. <laughs> and, and I met this one guy who looked like Pesci. He had the tight gabardine slacks and stuff. I was like, so how do you know you know this guy? Because I was invited over to his house in Brentwood for a party because he dated my wife's business partner. It wasn't like I was hanging out with him. Oh, but the point is, I remember going and he's like, oh, how do I know? We did a, a stretch together a in stretch. Nevada. And, and he's, stretch. Like, he's like, he's a good kid. He helped me out in the good law fella. library a lot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I remember you were some, other, some other event you went to and he was like, yeah. And there was people that was like, some guy says, yeah. You know, I'm uh, I'm in uh, Palm Springs. Uh, yeah, what's your, my business is uh, sanitation and in the entertainment in, business. Entertainment. Yeah. I've got mm, entertainment good. properties in Arizona. And then he was like, <laughs> he drives. I said, you don't fly? And he's like, no, nah, I drive. And then there was another guy there who was like 400 pounds with a suit and holding an espresso like this. Uh-huh, right. And he drives and they take their town car and they don't like flying. And he's like, and we always have to park. We don't park in garages at hotels. I'm like, why would you not do that? He's like, you want to get out fast, kid. I was like, oh, makes yeah, sense. It's true. So they drove. They drove from California to Florida, Arizona to Florida, all the way up to New York to see his 
brother. They went to Buffalo to see some family members and then went to Chicago to see his brother and then mm-hmm. back to California. I was like, wow, you could have just flown. It's right. like, no, we drive. Yep. Yep. That's it was you, unbelievable that's stories. So I was out like, there quick. huh, what yep. business are you in? Yeah. Entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> I got some properties, clubs. <laughs> oh it was like, oh. Well, I, I it, was, it was Broadway Danny Rose where he goes oh God, and he's like, concrete? Isn't that? It was totally that. I was but, chased into a, uh, a balloon uh, factory where they're getting ready for the Macy's Day drive, drive trucks. <laughs> You're in the concrete, but isn't that associated with organized crime? Everyone uh, needs concrete. Everybody, everybody needs everybody concrete. concrete. <laughs> I am not associated. Oh, but growing up in the East Coast, there's mm-hmm. a lot of that. It, there's oh, a lot yeah, of that, absolutely. and sure. I just. But my my mother came from Brooklyn, and um, and it was always a funny story. That, that I, but I definitely know that to be true. Um, I, I would say, like, if you uh, and I'm, I know that you will have the chance to make a movie of your life. <laughs> uh, it'll be it'll be just as fascinating as everything in The Irishman, and it will make me cry and be beautiful, it'll as opposed to be make me mad. Funny. It'll <laughs> exactly. have a lot hilarious. more jokes. <laughs> exactly. Because Goodfellas had some jokes in it. It was oh, really Goodfellas funny. Goodfellas is fucking hilarious. Karen. That, is, that is a hilarious movie. <laughs> Your father hasn't digested a decent meal in two weeks. Oh, <laughs> if Tony found out, he'd kill him. Oh, yeah. And they were doing their makeup and stuff. And he's like, and he's she's fooling around with this guy. If he finds out, he'd Nah. Kill him. <laughs> and my hand of God, he'd kill him. And they look cheap. Yeah, oh my God. The, right. the, the, with the, what is it? In uh, the Jimmy Two Times? I'm going to get the papers. papers get, get the papers. The papers. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, I think he was putting so much of that flourishing because people loved Goodfellas. Right. Where the core of the story was still there. Right. And it's, I just, it's almost like I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure if you recut this to an hour and 50 minutes, then you have an, then you have a really great movie that everybody cries because, at. like yes. you said, it's that that getting it, having the total serial, getting into the plane, mm-hmm. and that tension, and then seeing Jimmy and he drives by without even saying hi, right. and that confusion of Jimmy being Jimmy being set up, right, and the dumb son, yep, is a story uh, about the fish. Yeah, from yeah. he's from Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's great. That, that actor's fantastic. Yeah. But that was the movie. Yeah, like that's what I mean. It's like this. This movie is so that last half an hour and the, like when he, like definitely starting with the killing of Hoffa, and when he's when he's on the phone telling uh, Hoffa's wife, you know, oh, you just gotta be. Don't worry, you just gotta can't give up hope. Like from there on, I'm like, oh my god, like this. This is fucking. This is. Top notch Marty. This is top notch. You could have really started the whole movie like him waiting in line at a bank and then trying to see his daughter and she walks away. Anna Packard walks away. Right, right. And he's like, That's my daughter. I want to see her. And then it goes back. But there was like to see the Castro thing, the Bobby Kennedy stuff. And it all means nothing. Because not only that, it starts to feel and look like well, a historical it's a history. Movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's right. a historical film. Well, right. that's why it felt. That's why it was okay for me to watch it in three chunks, right? Because mm-hmm. it felt like, all right, well, we're just keep developing these characters, right. understanding their historic importance, and then blah 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 blah. So, it's not. It didn't need to be as tight as that. But I agree with you. If it was a tight, that if it was a two-hour thing and yeah. well done it would have been good yeah it's all and in fact like when we say it was titanic it's actually reverse titanic 
Like where the last, <laughs> where it, like it's meant to instead like the last part of Titanic is the movie you came to see and you really wanted to see. The last half of the hour, half an hour of this I makes, see makes you want to die. Right. <laughs> like Here's an interesting a, question. It's a to the head. Do you think that you really your true art form only has a certain? It's only within a certain period. And everything else is just you're repeating the themes. Because he just repeated the themes, but he put a lot of different themes from his other movies into one. Right, right. And, I mean, and, I, and vibes. Yeah. Right. So in a way, does he need to make another picture? Well, I think that this He gave is us like, Raging Bull and Goodfellas. T- this to me seemed like for – this seemed like his version of when Eastwood did Unforgiven. Like Eastwood's not going to do another Western after Unforgiven. There's no point. Like that is the Western. That's the sum up of everything that he made. In a movie, and I think that essentially that's what that Scorsese is going for in this. And uh, it's, I think that like it's very, like I think it's intentional, and I think that is, I think good for Marty to do that. That's that's good stuff. Um, I, 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 but whether or not it is like an enjoyable ride for anybody, I I can't really say. I am okay. There's totally. I'm glad the movie got made. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, uh, it's a good movie. It's an important movie. It's yeah. something you need to see. You know, and it's, I mean, from a film, from a from a total, especially the last half hour, from a film nerd point of view, as depressing as I'm complaining about, this movie is great in that last half hour. I agree. The last half hour is very, 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 very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Uh, it, uh, and the other, the thing that's interesting about it is that it progress, it actually progresses nicely into it. It's not like mm-hmm. now we hit the Titanic right. and we're ready and for we're the new movie. It. Right. Right. Like now it's a different movie. It just it it, it crescendos nicely, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, but so so I was distracted obviously from the beginning mm-hmm. on this because everyone wanted to hear what I had to say about the de aging the de aging technology de aging technology right. uh, and I uh, I knew I knew too much about it going into it. Your uh, not only do you know from the 3D end of things, you also are married to someone who does this stuff like. Professionally, and as well, yes. The so, there, the so there's a lot of things about de aging that are very important, right? right? So, de aging is a big deal right now, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a great technique for people to do for plot points, right? For to make something happen, or sure. to, to make to to make a story happen, and uh, and because this technology, and there's several flavors of it, which I'm going to get into, mm-hmm. but because this technology exists, it actually enhances a lot because now you can suddenly do things that you couldn't do before. Right. De aging is not. New in a sense, they used to just cast different people. You cast somebody else, <laughs> right? Exactly. To do the de- different de-age age. this into uh, you know uh, a different actor, Victor, a different right? Actor. That's how yeah. De-, de Niro got his start. That's true. Exactly, Godfather too. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, they, right. Yeah, they they de-aged, uh, the Godfather. Right. The- Excellent point. Yeah. Excellent yeah. point. So, uh, but the 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 now suddenly you know there's a lot of stuff going on. So there's several ways to think about de aging, and a, a way that was used. For a long time, uh, back in the early days, I'm thinking about like X Men with the first class, well, not first class, whatever. Which, which one was it? With the Patrick Stewart, the DA Patrick, Patrick, yeah. yeah, and that was done on a flame, right? Long time ago, and it looked like a super smooth, you know, you know, it kind of worked. Yeah, it was a good attempt for the time. Good a, attempt yeah, for the time. Learned a lot on that one. Now that specific technique is about painting specific features and mm-hmm. making that work. Uh, uh, you. It's somewhat 3D, but not really. You're not right. doing a complete head replacement. You're doing other techniques like that. And that technique has continued to evolve and get better. Yeah. And those are techniques 
that have also been incorporated into beauty work, et cetera. So beauty work right. is like a very, very, very subtle version of de-aging. Because right? like, I don't know if the audience knows, like most of your favorite actors are are constantly touched, touched, up, in touched CG up in CG all the time. Whether you're watching a space movie or not, there's a lot of CG happening right. around those people to make them look uh, like the person that you want them to look like. Right. And, and, and you can and – you can basically extend the careers of a lot of people. There's yep. a lot, a lot back, uh, you know, women were not hired in their 40s to do roles anymore. That's They're, right. That you were pretty much not doing anything t- after 30, and then you'd start doing things when you had to play an old woman. Right. right? Well, like, for instance, <laughs> if, you, if you guys watch uh, North by Northwest, right? right. Uh, Cary Grant is, I, I'm guessing, 50-ish or something like this in that movie. Yeah. And his mother is played by someone younger than him <laughs> because she looks like... You know, like she has gray hair. I mean, she's forty three, right. but yeah. <laughs> that's his mom, right? <laughs> like that's ridiculous. That's where, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous in every single way, right? Um, but it was, became so much a part of uh, the way film culture developed that like it's yeah, like it's just expected now, right? And to the point where now we have to use uh, computers to render people's faces. To well, to extend, some extent, extend to some lives. extent, yeah. it extends their careers, and I think that's the part of that is actually a. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, the other big problem now is that everything is shot at 4K, and so you and get you a really close up it. on something, and, and you can't get away with what you could do on 35 mm. You can film. see all the crumbs of the muffin I ate this yeah. morning. Yeah. So there, makeup, 4K. makeup doesn't all the cut crumbs it. of the muffin I ate. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, Daniel, you are funny. <laughs> it's true. They're right here. Uh, so. ASMR. So, uh, so anyway, so the the the, the next thing is uh, uh, is. So that technique has gotten pretty darn good now. Absolutely. Uh, and my my thing, and it's like still to me one of the best examples of the good de-aging that I've seen mm-hmm. is actually uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, with Jackson. Yeah, Stunning. Samuel L. Jackson. Really great work he looks like Jesus. he walked off the set of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it's really crazy. And it's amazing. Yeah, and it is completely a, nice undistracting. Yeah. Uh, it looks completely natural, yeah. and it's, it? it's a big portion of it. I'm sure it was Lola who did it. It's really that's that's a really and the thing is, I mean, that's it's well designed all around. Like it's not just like like I think that part of the thing they fight in the Irishman is that like that doesn't look like it was shot. So okay, so so let's 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 talk about this because the next thing that happened after it is Gemini Man, which I haven't seen. Right? right, but that was basically basically Will Will Smith had to play himself and a younger version of himself, a clone of him. Right, and Angley, uh, the director, is very famously like he's very interested in uh, making effects work uh, work like this. Like he right. really is trying to, as much as he does not uh, like effects say, artists, thank, thank, <laughs> thank VFX artists. Right, he is very very heavily involved in pushing VFX. Sure. Yeah. So so uh, that was a full head replacement situation, and. It, I didn't see the movie, but I saw a lot of uh, you know, work. It, it looks fake in a different way. It looked okay. So head it replacement. Okay. Head replacement is very challenging. Mm-hmm. Full head replacement is very challenging, yep. um, and it can look pretty darn good if you do it right. But it takes a lot of effort. I actually thought there was a very short scene in Terminator uh, Dark Fate where there's some de aging going on. Spoiler alert about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very good. Yeah, but yeah, it's very yeah. short, yeah. right? And they put a lot of power into that one. A lot yeah. of power. There's yeah. not much right. dialogue going on. It's a challenge. It's what it's but again, it's playing to the strengths. It's playing to strengths. Playing so, to the strengths. You know, it looks great. So the thing that Marty wanted to do, mm-hmm. calling him Marty like I know him. Hey, Marty. Uh, but um, what 
what Scorsese wanted to do is he needed this as a plot point because he wanted to bring back all his 70-year-old buddies mm -hmm. to play a role – but he didn't want to have you know markers on their faces, et cetera, right. et cetera. So ILM says we will develop the technology. Now, it was pretty intelligent idea in terms of this technology. They uh, what they decided to do they they decided they were going to do three D face replacement, not not just faces, not hair or anything else, right? Which Okay, you've got a whole lot of shots. Mm -hmm. got, I think it was 1,700 shots they had to do this on, right? Right. So you they had to come up with some kind of pipeline. They had to come up with something that would work, yeah. right? Now, I, I would argue that like Captain Marvel was a whole – it wasn't, probably wasn't 1,700 shots, but I'm sure there was probably 400, 500, yeah, maybe hefty, 600 yeah, shots. Hefty chunk of shots. Of, uh, uh, and, it, and it was worked flawlessly throughout right. the whole movie, right? Uh, also, the other thing is – important note which I'll, I'll get to in a second is that uh uh in uh, captain marvel uh samuel L. jackson was the same age the whole time right had to be the same age whereas in the irishman they have to track about 50 different 15 yeah, different 50, styles yeah, exactly it's ages. Right. Yeah. which they didn't they did right. one yeah they was pretty much they took a somewhat they took the, the the actors that were 70 right they made them about 55 throughout the whole film they yeah. never looked young. D darker or grayer hair that was the big marker. But that's not the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's exactly. right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right? right. That's it. Yep. It's pretty much they looked the same the whole time. Is it and because of the volume thing? They just had too many shots and they lost – Well, here's the thing, right? So I like the idea that they came up with a, a camera system that would be markerless, right? And so – and it was – Infrared. Yeah, they, 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 cameras, they basically yeah. had a center camera, which was the, the main camera, which captured everything, and they had two infrared cameras on the sides that would enable them to basically do a, you know, a photogrammetry of their, of their faces, right. right? And they would capture HDRs from the camera's point of view immediately so they could basically just mimic the lighting, right? Right. right. Um, and they, they, rendered, they rendered them in CG. As far as I know, they rendered them in, uh, uh, in, in CG. So it, they were 3D faces mm -hmm. uh, that they put back on there. But it was so little. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little de-wrinkling. Uh, like everything I saw, like you took out some wrinkles, you took out this and that, and it was okay. I mean, they they maintained the expression because they captured all the animation and stuff. They did right. a bunch of stuff that was pretty good, but it was so little. And, yeah, and I, I would say, and, and no disrespect, I don't know who we know who worked on this thing doing any of this. I do, I'm not sure. And so, no disrespect to anybody that we know that's in the normal. It's not their, not, certainly not their fault. It was a decision that was made. But this, uh, to me, played like very heavy makeup. That's yeah. more or less how I felt about it the whole time. And, right. Right. So, it was not, it was. <laughs> It wasn't. I didn't like it, honestly speaking. It, it, didn't it was work. distracting. Yeah, it didn't work. And, and it wasn't. It wasn't just the fault of the. It wasn't just the fault of the of the de aging and the faces. Mm -hmm. It was also just the actors. They just. You're asking a 70 year old person to move like a 30 year old person and that, that does, does not work. work. Yeah. When he beats up the guy at the grocery store, doesn't yeah, he's, work. He's lumbering around. Yeah. His hips he should work. be looking like taxi drivers. Yeah. He should the look like soldiers that just look like. A small little crew in the back of woods of Long Island. Well, <laughs> they did, right. It was the one attempt where they try to make him look a little bit but younger. Right. He just moved like an old man holding right. a gun. Right. Although, just to point out that, like, that is one of the most thematically important scenes because the narration says, "I just don't understand why 
they 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 just dug their gra- dug their own graves. This is the movie in a nutshell. Right. Just to let you know. That's the kind of stuff uh, yeah. to look for yeah. when you see and it. it was, right. But it wasn't a very dramatic looking yeah. shot. It wasn't no. a pretty it's shot. Very, very, very plain. Very no. plain. All, all the time. Yeah. He did was stiff. Yep. So you couldn't his imagine movie, yeah, him. His, like his you couldn't imagine that. him. That was supposed to be him in his 20s right. in the war. Now, yeah. now I'm gonna, I'll, I want to throw in here because I've heard this argument made. And I don't think it's a bad argument. I don't agree with it. But I I'm not throw done, but keep going. No, just, this is just to this is just to interject that the argument of like it's – uh, it's good that they look like this because uh, this is uh, seen through the memory of an old man who's interjecting him, his normal self into the. Oh, it's making the that's making excuses. I I agree with this. Is, this is basically this is basically like the excuse when I was at Sony and they were making Monster it's House and they basically bad. said no 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 we don't want to use motion blur because it doesn't work in the renderer we're using we don't want to use motion blur so we wanted to make it look like stop motion. It's like yeah, it's they were bullshit. Using? Yeah, yeah. yeah no bad. no no they, they were using very early version of Arnold. Like if I had heard Scorsese right. say that before they made the movie, then I would believe it would be on purpose. But right now, it looks I I don't think that's true. I no, think they would have preferred to look better. Yeah, and and so uh, anyway, uh, I I it, I'm, I'm gonna I got so much to oh, say no, on this. Yeah, so good, good. so uh, this was all coming out as uh, a week ago. So a uh, week ago, I was actually in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is so funny; it all ties together, right? So I was invited to go do a uh, be on a panel about uh, digital humans uh, and deep fakes and stuff like that, right? right? Uh, which I've done several of those, and that's great. But uh, this was for SAG-AFTRA, right? Mm-hmm. In Vegas, right? So, and I'm I said, oh crap! And and uh, Carolyn Giordani, who's uh, the uh, she's a reporter for uh, for Hollywood Reporter. Uh, she does. She covers visual effects in the Hollywood mm-hmm. Reporter. She and I are, are, are good friends, and so she's the one who invited me to come to uh, to this to talk about digital humans because she knows all of my my passion about digital humans. So I show up, and it's during C. So I, I'm in. I'm watching. I'm and I said I better watch The Irishman. So I'm watching it before I go on this panel because I need to like know about this, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm watching The Irishman, and I'm going through it. I'm like, oh, right, okay. She, Carolyn wants to talk to me about the Irishman, and I'm now I'm at a panel for for SAG-AFTRA, right? And I, I'm in Vegas. It's I hate Vegas. It's yeah, just the most lovely. horrific <laughs> looking place. On top of that, CES is going on. Right. Oh man. Yeah, right. So CES has got two hundred thousand people that yeah. are there to be at a conference. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm at staying at Bally's. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's so crowded that uh, basically I check in through a kiosk. I never talk to a person. Right. Right. And I'm checking in through a kiosk and I check out through a kiosk. So I never actually I, – I go into a kiosk. I get my key. I get in my room that's told to me on a sheet of paper. I go to my room. I, I sleep in my room or whatever and I leave the next day and I put my key in another kiosk and I'm done. Right. So I've never actually seen anyone at this hotel. Right. Right? right, it's weird, um, and well, I have seen, but you know, did not not actually interacted with anyone. Right. Uh, literally, I get a text from I'm your virtual concierge. That would have been so funny <laughs> if he was like, right. I go and I check in, I go have dinner, I pay the high end call girl, I go to sleep, I wake up. What, what did I say? One hundred percent robots <laughs> the entire time. The entire time. The entire time. <laughs> Clean the room. It was great. Uh, so 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 anyway. 
anyway, no, it was it was fine, and it was really nice. Sag the Sag people were really nice uh, to invite me and stuff, and but I'm sitting there now on the panel, right? And uh, not on the panel. Uh, the, the the panel. The this whole, was part of CES. Pardon me. It, technically tangential. Tangential. Yeah. Right. So uh, the 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 whole there's two panels in a uh, half a day that are going on, and I'm on the second panel. So I'm sitting there watching the opening remarks, and I think it was the president of SAG who was there talking, mm-hmm. and I'm watching it, and then I start to realize. I don't know why it didn't dawn on me because I'm so used to doing these technical talks at like uh, SIGGRAPH or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But here is like, oh, this is a union. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> this is – and so now like I'm fresh from watching the, you know, the Irishman and I'm like – I'm talking about – I was like, we're here to protect jobs and yeah. this is about jobs and, right. and, and you know – computers are going to come here and are going to take your job. And then they start talking about Uber and how Uber is yeah. like not serving the rights of the humans and like right. uh, all this stuff going on. Right. And then I start to realize that in the audience are other union people that are not related to SAG. There are people there that represent um, uh, the the casino people, oh, yeah, the union right, for right, that. Right, right. And they're only there to hear points about that. They don't, Although they're interested in how technology is affecting actors, yeah, uh, they're also interested in like how Uber is affecting the bellhop, right? Sure, right, right. So, so those are all those are all the same. And the maids and the maid union is one of the strongest in the country. Uh, yeah, so so service unions. No, yeah, that's interesting. So all of this is, it is. all of this stuff is is going on. I'm like, oh, this is fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. And and then I I basically made the point like they're like we gotta. You know, make you know, and I basically asked on one, on one of the panels. I asked him. I was like, "Well, you know, you're talking about the union and all the benefits you have, but you, you, I'm curious about what does the what what does the union really do for the people? Because I used to work in visual effects, and they're non-union, mm-hmm. and there's a huge and and part of massive amounts of people that are that you know their work gets abused. They they shut down studios, go bankrupt. Yeah, famously, I mean- all. Life of Pi. I mentioned right. all of that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, Speaking of Angley. For people that don't know about this stuff, in approximately 2012, uh, like it was an apocalypse for uh, yeah. for the industry. And it was like, really bad. Yeah, it was really, really, it was really, really scary. It was a hard bad. time for everybody. Yeah. Hard, and it still is. And it's it's back again because yeah. now like MPC shut down pretty yeah, much right. everything and like let go of a thousand people. I think it, I heard – through David Penis, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, but I don't, he, he doesn't know exactly. So there's no real fact checking here, but it's, he said like a thousand people in Montreal got like, oh, plus they shut down all of Vancouver MPC. And that's, right. MPC is big. They're like the that's Walmart of visual effects, right? Can I ask a question? I know, Chris, this is, you're going to say it's an ADD moment. No, it's not. Go ahead. But out of, we're about the same age, early 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> late 30s. Late 30s. Yeah. Um, DH. DH. Out of the group when we all started together, 2000s up until 2012. Sure. What, Early 2000s. What percentage of those group, that group, still are in the business? Would you say 50% are still in the business? That's a good question. Oh, the people that started around our time? Yeah, people, peers. I know a lot of people that transitioned to video games. There's, oh, really? Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of people who went – okay, so – Video games and VR. Now VR has kind of died down quite right. a bit, right. uh, but when VR was still like this hot new world mm-hmm. word, and everyone was talking about, it, they were like fit over fifty percent or or sixty percent of all VR companies are based in Southern California. It's like no shit; they're all 
VFX dudes. VFX, VFX dude Google. of our age that yep. they'd say, fuck it, I don't want to move to Montreal or move right. to Vancouver. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. So That's they right. got into VR and that was, the, that was their, their way out of visual effects. Sure. Right. Uh, but yeah. You, okay. So you're not ADD is completely on topic. Uh, the, 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 anyway, I, I, it was interesting because they're like, really, really? I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. I was like, just, if you were interested in, in unions, you, you could think about those people mm-hmm. and, uh, things that are going on. That'd be nice. Anyway. So there was a, there was a, I was on the panel. There was a lot of interesting people on this panel and talking about stuff. And one guy, there's a good one guy at the end. He was very like anti like conspiracy theory about digital humans and taking oh, jobs. And it was, good. it was really, it was funny. And then, uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to see what that's saying. But then he was like, was like, so, you know, this guy's telling us like now because of all this technology actors, you know, they, 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 they don't, you know, they don't need, uh, we could do, have them on set for, for two, you know, two weeks instead of four weeks because they can just fix all this stuff in, in, in CG. But that's two weeks less pay that this actor gets, says the guy. Right. right. And then I looked in the, right in the microphone and I looked straight at the, the president of SAG and I said, and that gives hundreds of jobs to visual effects artists who wouldn't have them otherwise. Exactly. It's very true. So, and as we brought up in the last and it's not episode, just a, like, it's not just a fucking computer that pushes the button and does the work. Uh, yeah, it's and, a lot, a lot from, of people. Like, and, and like, yeah, because like it opens up a ton of jobs. Plus, like, as we brought up last time, like that, uh, like that allows that actor, if, if things were built properly, right. like the actor licensing out their image means you can make a, fuckload more money if you play it right like if, if right. your job is protected the way that sag should protect that in right. your image you can keep on making money for your family after you're dead right that's great you know like these are great things right uh and uh and that's and these are the kinds of things that like like imagine like i my own point of view on this is like this is an inevitability so try to figure out how it's a good inevitability so i will say this there was a guy who was sitting right next to me on the panel mm-hmm and he was the he was the COO of SAG as well as the chief counsel. So he's a lawyer, right? right. Uh, I really, really liked him mm-hmm. because I I found that a lot of people in that in a position of that they tend to be like the sky is falling. We got to stop this. We got to make laws against this to protect whatever. whatever. Right. Right. His point of view was like this is happening. Right. Let's look at the implications, how we can work with the technology to exactly do the kind of things that you just described. Yeah. Or, or license. How can we have a positive How can we license yeah, exactly. this? Hey, let, instead of – Let's all make a lot of money on this and make it good. And, and make it good. And so I was very, very impressed with right. his point of view. I thought he was – his name was Duncan, I think. He was really well, – Nice job, Duncan. I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. And so – cool. And so I invited him to come onto the podcast uh, to my other one, CG Garage podcast yeah. available oh, you, everyone you, gets buses. No, he has another different podcast. He that's that's this one. He What's does? the name of that thing? What's the name of it? <laughs> CG Garage. CG, CG Garage. Garage. Anyway, so so it was really interesting. Anyway, right after I literally I think hours after I left the panel, there was an article in Esquire that came out about a guy who did de-aged who he says I fixed all the fucked up <laughs> de-aging of Irishmen using deep fakes. Right. And it was okay. So he de-aged the de-aged. Yeah, yes. he started from the the plates that he took off the TV screen. He didn't start yeah. from the original plates. Right. right. But but 
they looked way better. It of course, looks way we better. saw him last week, yeah, but he was better. de-aging. So that's really a process that ILM should have done. No, well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It, it Everything showed, seemed foggy to me. It seemed okay, more like a comp I, level I, thing. I, I, I will, I will get into this, and I, actually, I'll explain all of it how how the, that process works because I think it's it's really interesting. But it was what he did is he they reshaped the face correctly, right? Because the other it is, one, yeah, it is because the eye, the eyes were droopy because right. they're old man eyes, right? right? No matter what, they only right. fixed the wrinkles. Right. So when you're looking at a, this is the problem with a lot of people who do digital human work, right? This, uh, and often, especially high end visual effects people tend to focus a lot on the micro detail. Right. How well do the pores look and how does this yeah, exactly. look and how does right. that yeah. look? They don't actually the take, look at an overall macro view right. of the face because right. the face did not look young. Right. The face still had the – It was hanging off the skull. Hang, yeah, hanging off the but skull. Do you think – It just took the wrinkles out or did right. a little do bit of this. Do you think that's – And the talk, eyes were so much better too. Sorry, Eric. No, no, ahead. that's fine. I was saying earlier that because there were so many damn shots, they just got overwhelmed. Yeah, I would like to know what the uh, like what the time like the two things I would like to know. Okay, like uh, f- first off, I would say this looks like I don't know, say a hundred times better to me. That said, it still doesn't look perfect. Oh, it doesn't look good. No, it's not perfect at all. Right. In fact, it, it would never have stood a final shot. Right. Honestly speaking, yeah, that's that's, the, that's the, not up to the game. Either. No, 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 no. It's the, just much better. The macro version was just so much better. Right. Like, well, at least now he looks like he's young. Right. Exactly. He looks like. Yeah, De Niro right. from Taxi Driver. It, you also are immediately as opposed gonna... to De Niro from like you know uh, uh, analyze this. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's With way it, too yeah. much hair dye. You know, but the uh, but like you're also like even if you were to re-render this today, you'd still like it would make the the problem of their old bodies even more extreme because now you're looking at these young faces on these sort of lumbering old bodies. And right, yeah, absolutely right. No, so it works. Problems, it works really well for the shots where they're just sort of like mm-hmm, sitting there, sitting exactly. there and doing. Th- it works right. really well for that stuff. Right. Anything where they're moving their bodies doesn't work. Right. So the way that um, the deep fakes works, so that we can you know explain that a little bit, is it's a very it's it's what's called a GAN th- thing, which is an if this then that. You have two you have two situ- I forgot what GAN sensor, but basically you have two two sets of sa- uh, datas, that, mm-hmm. two things, you, and you you use deep learning to to process that information, and you go you learn uh, what they usually do is like what is. What were they were complaining about specifically at SAG, and it's a very valid thing. Is like mm-hmm. you take a bunch of faces that you learn from here, and you take a bunch of faces you learn from here, and then you put this face on top of that face, right? right. So this face can be used to do revenge porn, or you, or you can put Scarlett sure. Johansson in any f- porn you want to do, et cetera, et cetera, right. Right? right? And all you're really doing is you, you learn as much about a f- the first face, and you learn as much about the second face, and then you could put the first face on the second face, or the f- second right. face on the first face. And what it actually does, <clears throat> which is interesting. <laughs> is it doesn't actually replace the face. What it does is it it looks at all the features in the first face mm-hmm. and then morphs it to the second face. Right. So that's how it preserves the lighting because it doesn't actually – It doesn't re-render stuff. It doesn't re-render. Right. It just re-warps it. Yeah. The best explanation I have for that – do you guys remember uh, – uh, Commotion. No. I was going to use uh, – um, What's it? Inter- not interstellar. Uh, Interspace. Outer, mm-hmm. uh, Interspace. Interspace with Martin um, Short. Martin Short. Yeah. Do you remember when he took the machine and he like re- reshaped, reshaped his, his face? face? Yeah. That's basically what it does. Right. So, um, so what they did instead is they took 
you know, all they learned everything they need to learn about De Niro from The Irishman, and then they learned everything that you learned about De Niro from Taxi Driver, and, and they put B Taxi Driver right. onto A. Right. So the the thing is, it involves a huge amount of a learning process that's all done usually uh, using GPUs, mm-hmm. and because of the le- memory limitations of GPUs and a bunch of other things, you really only have about two hundred fifty six pixels mm-hmm. that you can do uh, with a standard GPU right. or even you know a high end gaming GPU, which is what most people are using, right? right. So uh, you have two hundred fifty six pixels, so that's about as much as you can do. So anything on a close up is going to yeah. look soft, right? Right, you're gonna lose all your detail. How come it? That's the buffer limit. If, or it's what? yeah, it's how much you can learn from that process. Like, now, the ca- you, the calculations uh, get insane. Now, right. Yeah. I mean, it's exponential. Right. right. If you want to go to five twelve, or you want to go to one k, yeah. like you'll need a massive amounts more memory. By the way, I have that kind of memory, mm-hmm. but nice you'll also job. need an enormous amount of time. Right. Because right? I actually have a system that I can get ninety six gigs of video memory, so I can definitely do one k. Right. right. But – and maybe I should. I'd be curious about that. Right. Anyway. You uh, should do a test. Yeah. I'd be curious about it. Anyway, so the idea is you can get all this like the stuff. And so when you look at that Esquire thing, it's like, okay, he looks a little soft, but at least he looks like – But he looks right. He looks right. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and it's like, and it is the thing is, I mean, like from the from a filmic point of view, from a, like a storytelling point of view, like I can suddenly imagine this movie feeling much different and much bigger. Well, the thing is that the the whole, like I said in the beginning, the ILM thing, it was like they were fifty five the whole time. Right. They the whole I was I really thought you were going to see different age right. points of view. The only age that was different the, than fifty five is when De Niro was in in the trenches. The, enter- the raw entertainment value of that movie uh, would be greatly helped by seeing uh, a young person beat up the shop owner in front of his daughter. And yeah, because he looked like a yeah. He just doesn't. You know, he's an old man, and no matter what, and so you don't even know. Like it confuses you. It's like when? Wow. And how old is he here? What's going on? Yeah, it was not and, good. And so like, or that you gets just in the don't way. even show that scene, or you no, know, or show the well, scene. Well, like, that scene was like, very important. Yeah, it's, that and, is the, the point key, where his daughter scene, turns away from him. Key scene. But the thing is, like the 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 cheapest technology there is, you know, hire a younger actor to play that guy. And it works. It's worked a thousand times. <laughs> like that's right. the and so like the like their their choice here, I think, is it's bold, but uh and I think because it's bold we want to say like, Oh, congratulations, Marty, that really worked. Well it doesn't really work. It was it, like it was this is a choice that was made before it's well, done. The, the, it's this is they polar did it. express of mob movies. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. it's not that bad. It's <laughs> not that bad. I, honestly speaking, and I I don't want to give the, the ILM guys a hard time because I actually think what they did is really innovative. They I did. think absolutely. It, yes. absolutely. And I think what they All will credit. do, sure. I mean, it'll continue to get better and right. that technology is kind of interesting. Right. And by the way, they did use deep learning as well to try to, 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 to figure out that process. Yep. It was not it it's, was it's not, not as, no offense, there's an enormous amount of great work and it's and it's awesome that they did it. And it, it frustrates me because I was like it, it fell really short in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of potential in this technology, so I don't necessarily think it's all should you know deep fakes is a better technology. Right. I don't think that's true at all, but it didn't work that well. And then I see the the, the, the you know the, the promotional videos that that are going out on YouTube about talking the groundbreaking effects of the Irishman. I'm like they're well, they're groundbreaking in a certain sense, right? They are, but they're but not. They're, but they're, they're not fully successful. Well, the result isn't good. Yeah. Exactly. That's the, the result is not good. Right. And I was very disappointed. Yeah. It, like, and it, it would have, uh, and I think that it really would have, like, 
uh, Eric, I think for your in, for your in, in, enjoyment of that movie, I think it would have been. I'm guessing that it would have been greatly upped if the sense of per, of personal scale was huge instead of feeling like or the, why are we it, seeing more old guys talk about stuff yeah, the pa- there was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, you're supposed to be seeing a huge passage of time between the daughter growing up you and don't. everything else right. and you have no you sense you, you have, have no that. idea how how much time has passed in these characters because they look the same the whole time this would have been like the a, whole time the, they look the, the same. non-tech version of this discussion is i think this movie would work better if they cast multiple actors for these roles like, I think that that's just the case. You know, if you had um, Adam Driver as a young De Niro beating the shit out of a guy in the street, like, you're not going to be like, he still looks like Adam Driver. Like, you're going to be like, that was an incredible scene. Right. You just know? like they did with De Niro in Godf- and, and Godfather, and Godfather too. too. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, the I, I think it is a... Oh, what was the choice not to do that? I don't understand. Ah, uh, because they were like, you know... I, I think know. this is a Netflix issue. That's you think funny. it's a Netflix issue? I think that 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 Netflix wants to get in on a certain kind of game, and they probably pushed this pretty hard with Marty. I don't think this is the they thing were that looking, Marty wanted. They to were do. looking at this to be this year's Roma, right? Yeah, right. Like I think this is all essentially all, right, all we this did, is we did. We did. You know, Alfonso yeah. Caron. Now we're going to do Martin Scorsese, and it's and and it's all your favorite people, and they're all de-aged. Like that sounds like Netflix. That sounds like a thing. Just like come for the, the the amazing group of people we've brought together to blah 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 blah. Like that sounds like a you know. and then they and, set and up an impossible task for ILM. Right. And, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm happy people are happy with it. You know, people are generally happy with it. Mm. I think it's a little. I've like, heard most people say the same thing that we've said about the de aging, and this is from Luddites too, right? right? This is this was like I spoke to. There was a person that was uh, uh, one of the. One of the union people at the casino that talked to me after is like, I don't know anything about all this technology stuff. It's like, right. but I didn't understand that Irishmen or whatever. And obviously they're watching it because of, it's the story of Jimmy Hoffa. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, right, right. but, uh, that's not what it happened. I killed him in the other place. Yeah. 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 So, so, but, so, but they were like curious. They were like, you know, there was like to them, it was the same reaction. Right. right. And, and, uh, and so. Don't you love it when people come to you and say, like, listen, you know, I, I don't know anything. I don't work in movies, so maybe I don't know. But I thought that sucked. <laughs> you're like, but you watch movies. That's funny. <laughs> you know, like, don't you ask watch me, movies, but don't. I felt like the third act. <laughs> I don't know anything about movies, but I thought that was Don't terrible. ask me. The, the do whole point, <laughs> that's the thing that's beautiful about movies is that everyone. everyone has, Everyone's an expert. You watch it. If you don't like it, it didn't work. That's yeah, how it works. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the Irishman, you're like, that does not look like a young De Niro. You're correct. Right. <laughs> you don't have to be a technician. It's like music. That. Exactly. You I don't know anything about music, but that was beautiful. Yeah. yeah well. Exactly. Exactly. But nothing compares to Mr. Sinatra. Oh, oh that voice. <laughs> but yeah, like I think that there's a there's a future for this for sure. Like there's a vast future, and I'm I glad think, that they've done. This. Well, that was the thing that came up in the in in the uh, uh, in the uh, in the SAG thing. I was like, uh, and they were like. Well, the aging, et cetera, et cetera. They were they were, they were very negative. Well, there was a lot of neg- there was a lot of purposeful to make the conversation more lively. Right, purposeful arguments about against the technology. Right, right. right. And I was like, well, I I think the aging is amazing because like look at all these plot points that are coming up all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Now suddenly you're getting these ideas of like. You know, oh, what if we did, uh, you know, Gemini Man where he fights a younger version of himself? Right. Or what if we did, uh, you know, we suddenly like, oh, you remember Bobby and 
Joe and 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 yeah, <laughs> we're going to do a movie that we were planning to do 20 years ago. And we didn't and now, we have, do it. now we can do it. Well, and the thing is, man, we're getting into some tricky territory because lots of people get very defensive about this because, like, for instance, there's a movie uh, with James Dean in it next year, right? Sure. Yeah. And people are really mad that the, this is happening. So that's a that's an interesting day. Yeah. Go ahead. And I'm, I'm like my and you know my point of view on that is like it's a good movie. I'm psyched. I like James Dean. You know, and if this is if they if they produce an image on film that looks like James Dean and acts like James Dean and it's a good movie, I'm not going to complain about that. Did it's you ever movie. see that ad for the English insurance company about four years ago, where it was like a what if, and then it's James Dean and the car skids. Oh, was, right, 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 right. It was yeah. Re- yeah. I mean, they've done some pretty nice nice work with this, but I mean, the thing is, like, it's a I can well, imagine a movie. A, okay. So, so, so it's if it's if it's not your persona, that's the thing that's upsetting, right? So right. there was a, there was a during the digital human craze, during the Benjamin Button's digital human mm-hmm. craze, right? They did a uh, there was a commercial with Bruce Lee that right. was happened when right? it was you know a face replacement Bruce Lee thing, right? Uh, and uh, it was a, Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, it was for Johnny Walker Black. <laughs> that's wow. right. Yeah, I remember. And he is apparently Bruce Lee is a big non-drinker. <laughs> yes. And so says. his family was not necessarily sure. very pleased. Right. Well, first of all, how do you fuck do you do that without getting the family's and permission? Right. It's yeah. life rights right. and everything. Right. It's strange. Don't know. Uh, but I think that there's a – that people do have – I mean aside from Bruce Lee's family, but like I mean people have a reaction to this, uh, you know, raising the dead phenomena. Uh, well, that's, that's kind that's of gone – like, little, uh, like now, now it's less about raising the dead, mm-hmm. although I guess they're doing that with James Dean. Right. But it's less about raising the dead and more about um, uh, uh, de-aging, right? Yeah, sure, or, right. Or, or, or what – you know, putting you – making you say things you didn't say. That's the big right. concern everyone has. Right. Although – OK. Here's the argument, right? I know you said you like James Dean. Mm-hmm. Great. But – why don't we use, you know, Adam Driver instead? Yeah, because he's too. today's James Dean. Absolutely. I would so, be like I'm I like <laughs> I like I guess like I have a my 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 very straightforward opinion on this stuff is uh if the movie's good, I'm in. Right. And that's pretty much it. Like I don't I don't have any I don't have any skin on the game for anything else. Like if the movie is good, I'm in. If it's bad and it's bad like if it's a bad movie and uh uh, and the James Dean thing doesn't work or whatever, then I'm going to rip it apart based on that. Like, don't, if that's the don't fuck it up. <laughs> like, right. Do it right. Um, if you're going to put James Dean in, do a proper James right. Dean. Right. Like, I, I don't think there's a there's a zero-sum game going on I with think the, it's the number really of hard. movies being made. Like, you, really, Adam Driver can also be in movies. It's really hard to make a proper James Dean, though. It would be a very – I think oh, it's – I, think I don't think it's going to work. Like, I don't think this movie's going to work. I think, like, treating, ref- it, treating it like it's a stuff. The reference footage is going to be – him, you know, in a certain manner and expression based off giant and other yeah, kind of films, absolutely. he didn't have a huge body of work. Right. So it's it's really going to be a lot of guessing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for, I mean, especially, yeah, exactly. That's a great and, point. Like, and he, you only did like three films, four films. That's right. Three, yeah. right? Three or four. Yeah, three or four. Yeah, it's giant, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, with Jim Bacchus, what a, the, the famous one. You're tearing me apart. You know, that one. Yes, then, that would be uh, – not, um, not Splendor in the Grass. Tender um, – okay. Natalie Wood. Yes. Um, yeah, Griffith Park. 
observatory. So, yeah, it's um, Rebel Without no, a Cause. Got it. There we are. <laughs> Rebel Without a But yeah, like that's the that's the thing. Is like the person that the 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 image that is not go- that is going to be in that movie is not James Dean. James Dean is dead. It's going to be a compilation of what we remember right. as from those three films. Right. But you will see that. Like the the reference points are going to be oh yeah that's the same kind of expression he gave when he was up at Griffith Park right like, hmm. yeah exactly you know, so that's it yeah and that's, and that's it well like, that's and that's probably why it will fail you know like I think like even if they do a really nice job they're treating it like it's a stunt it's now, going to be it's the going great to be digital actors are going to be then not the people who um, you're pulling from say Taxi Driver and interpolating that footage. It's going to people, the Adam drivers now, who go to a place like Debevix, whoever, and then get their face scanned and all their expressions in a database and continue to do that for the next 10 to 12 years. Mm -hmm. In 40 years, their work is going to be oh without a doubt because yeah. it's the the assets are going to be built from right. and they'll they'll be able to in forty years you'll have AIs that can like completely replicate like just off like you'll you'll be able to direct the AI and it'll but the nuance you'll be able to get a lot right. better Absolutely than just true. three films I from did, James. I still okay. So here's the thing about AIs, right? Or specifically deep learning. Mm-hmm. Deep. My famous joke about deep learning is. Uh, uh, Mother says, it's like, if a hundred of your friends jump off the bridge, will you jump off the bridge too? And you, and the AI says, yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely yes. It's because I, <laughs> I only do what I've already learned right. or what I've seen. or what yeah. I've It's not thinking for itself. No, it's not thinking for <laughs> right. itself. It's only doing what it already knows. That's right. the whole point of it, right? Yes. So you're not going to get anything it's new. It's not like the entertainment industry right now. Right. <laughs> you're not going to get anything new. Well, they were talking about the, like, and, you know, they, they were talking – the SAG people was like, it's like you're talking about how they're going to have an AI that's going to write a script. It's like it kind of already feels that way. Any yeah, it's way. not going to be any different from you know various superhero movies I've had. To sit yeah, they're all written by <laughs> AIs pretty much. It's like, give me what the audience wants. Yeah. Do you guys remember there was a hilarious Futurama about the four robots to make all the decisions for the entertainment industry? <laughs> I no. don't remember this. It one, was no. really funny. It's like this will play well in Boise, and the other one's like. Bam! More robots. <laughs> like it was like it was hilarious. It's like these random choices that are like yeah, the entire inter- entertainment for robots decide everything. Well, now it's uh, I, I tweeted about this that uh, well, I forgot which company it is. It's like now using they're trying to use an AI to choose their scripts for them. They're running it. Yes, yeah. and I'm just like I can't wait to see the list of scripts that you, like everyone's going to start writing scripts and naming them things like the dark of fate. <laughs> yes. The Castiglo affair. Yeah, exactly. Everything's going to be like a heart to heart episode. And all of a sudden, like everything is like, what? The assassination of Indiana Jones by a dark helmet. <laughs> like, right. Whatever it is. And the AI will be by like, that oh, dark I know that helmeted word. Colonel yeah. Sanders. Right, exactly. What? It, that'd be great to submit scripts that totally throw the AI off. They're like, what? <laughs> well, <this laughs> Colonel Sanders. I believe that the, that the Japanese have been using this AI to pick their names for anime for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is like that's the that, this is the thing is that AI is not conscious and it's not creative. Like it is just an these are algorithms that right. Like, so the point things. the point being specifically about actors' performances. Actors' right. performances is creative. It yes. is comes out of nothing, right? right? And you're doing something original with your expressions and your right. acting. Yes, right. at I least think the point we were talking about is. is that if you only have a reference of three films, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yes. you're not going to be able to. You're, you're not going to be able to do that, right. and that's what I was. I was right. long way around, but that's where I was getting. Like at. You're, you're, what you'll end up having, I think, is something along the lines of the way that you know how in um, you're familiar with this with when. 
you do dub when you have films that are dubbed in say say Harrison Ford has a movie that opens in Germany, sure. right? There is a German actor who voices Harrison Ford in every Harrison Ford movie. Yes, right. And so I think that for say all the Adam Driver movies that Adam Driver is not actually filming himself, but his digital double is acting in. Then there's two or three other Adam Drivers who are the source performance who. Uh, who make the vaguely the same choices as he does and they'll record their motions and it will seem fresh and original because they're actors. Right. And then you'll map Adam Driver's face onto it and it will all start to feel like it's an Adam Driver performance even when it's not making choices anymore that Adam Driver would make. Right. You know, and so like the two the two sort of paths I think are people that are um people that are actors starting out now that like uh, like Eric's saying like having their faces scanned, having a, a very deep reference file of many movies that they can sample these various, um, you know, uh, expressions and gestures and whatnot from on into the future. As they age, they will stay young, and then possibly they will continue. After they die, they'll just continue to make movies under their family's licensing. And then for the other direction, you're going to have things like see, like with James Dean. I think casting quote casting James Dean in this new movie is the mistake. If you were to say. Uh, David Fincher is directing a new movie and it's a sequel to The Third Man with Joseph Cotton and Joseph Cotton is in it playing Harry Lyme and what you're really saying is we're treating that um, image from The Third Man as if it were a person and we're going to animate it further and further adventures that's okay because it's not really Joseph Cotton it's it's uh, it's rather not uh, Harry Lyme it's um Joseph Cotton is uh, Orson Welles. Uh, Harry, no. Orson Welles is Harry Lamb. but uh, like, uh, uh, but uh, the the Joseph Cotton character is what is being advanced further into the future. People will buy into that faster. The idea of James Dean being cast as someone else they've never seen James Dean play, yeah, is what is upsetting. But don't you want to see new actors? I do. But like I said, I don't think it's a zero sum game. You like, like the demand for content is enormous. I don't think Adam Driver's career is going right. to be hurt by you know James Dean coming on the scene. It's just another guy. You know, I think yeah, that part like, of that is the hype is just. But it a, feels like a gimmick too. It's a oh, gimmick. it's totally a gimmick. That's why it's going to suck. Right. But event, all I'm saying is, in the future, you know, like 30 years from now, like all of this is going to be very commonplace. No one's going to have a hair across their butt for it. It's just going to be normal. Like yeah. I think that like the the way that you're going to direct actors, I don't think that like like you're not going to like for actors and directors out there. I don't think like your jobs are gone. I think I mean like your people still like working with people, and if you're directing actors. And like working with actors, you're going to be doing that. Like, they may not be wearing costumes anymore. They may show up in their sweats, and it just gets replaced. You know? Yeah. But you're still going to be working with people. I mean, it still needs to be people that do this stuff. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Right. I think all that's going to be for real forever. Or at least, as, you know, until we merge with the singularity. This is, that's how that stuff's going to work. Yep. Yeah. But this, like, the, the Irishman is a gag. And it didn't totally work. You know? Like, luckily, it's also a pretty good movie, so it holds itself up. Yeah, it did, but here's the thing: it did feel a little bit like. Is a it tag. A, is it a good movie because you really love Pesci, De Niro, and Pacino, and God, they're really getting old, and it's really nice to see them. I think it's a easy I, on the eyes. I think it's a I because I, I actually think it has the it has exactly the opposite effect on me. Like the fact that they are all in it is part of the very bitter point that it's making to me in the end. Yeah, like 
That they're all old. That they're all fucking old. We're all going to die. All this is nonsense. And it was all – and, like, the reminiscence of it wasn't even I had a feeling, fun. too, like, uh, towards the you end, know? it was like, you know, when they're in jail and doing all this stuff or whatever, I was like – De Niro yeah. just looks like an old guy complaining and yelling at the clouds exactly. these days. That's and that's like, what the movie these days. is. That's what the yeah, you know, like as like, a, as, as a person. So I like mean, I, the ending of the movie is very is very similar to the actual reality of those actors' lives. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what the movie ends up feeling like to me. And so like the fact that they're all in it, I don't think it's that bad. I well, think De Niro is not. He's not the, doddering, but no. like yeah, but he's like this he's is not doddering right. in jail and right. yeah. But it's like the, the, they're they're like they're questioning and Marty is questioning and uh, all this stuff. Like they're questioning you know, the sum up of their of their lives and they're looking back on it. And like I'm, they all have plenty of good stuff to look back on and uh, should be very proud of themselves. But they're playing characters that you know the sum of their life was useless and and empty and you only lost meaning as you went along. And uh, and that's a very hard movie to watch and so i think that the the he uses nostalgia against you in this movie is is how i took it yeah uh, and uh and it makes for i mean like i said everything in negative all the negatives i'm saying here are praise it's a very very unpleasant experience right you know and like and i think that the only problem with that movie for me is that it would have been more effective if they had used other actors uh to lead up to this stuff but at the same time, maybe not. I don't know. Like it, maybe, maybe it's good that it's all sort of hang, sort of janky and a little dull, and maybe that adds up to what it's supposed yeah. to add up to. It's hard to say. All those guys got old. They did, just like everybody. Yeah, that's it's... a fucking depressing movie, dude. I'm glad I saw 1917. That picked me right back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was. Um... I'm it's interesting. Okay, so so it's nominated for best visual effects. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an important movie to make. Like, okay. Yeah, and I think it's like it's a I don't just because the effects don't work doesn't mean that wasn't an important effects attempt. Like I think it's a very important thing. It's a landmark thing to have done. And that's good. But it's not the res, the technology is more interesting than the result and that the result doesn't work so right. i'm disappointed that the academy decided we should do this because here's the thing right mm-hmm. i bet you it wins best best visual effects well that yeah. was at least carolyn's thing it's like because the rest of the academy is going to be actors who are going to go i i want to yes right. look at this amazing technology that right. improved the longevity of de niro right so i'm going to go give it I, why what do you think should have won this year or will win what would you like to see um I don't know. Okay. I don't I, – well, I don't know which made it to the big – let's see. There was uh, – Avengers and Star Wars mm-hmm. made it. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Irishman. Was oh, it? Uh, 1917. 1917. Yeah. And then there was one more, and I don't think it was Joker. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, Joker has plenty of effects. Plenty. It's not like a no. effects movie. There's one more, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's probably something obvious, and I'm just not thinking of it. Um, I don't know what's what. What should I don't? What were your What were your favorite? What was your fa- favorite effect this year? Like in terms of like uh, for effects centric movies, what, what was the most effective? Fact? Well, it's interesting because it's different things that are appealing, right? So, 
I thought the de-aging in Captain Marvel was fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's definitely pretty So great. I would have liked to have seen that. Plus, Janelle was nominated for that. Yeah, right on, Janelle. She, uh, but she Janelle. didn't make it. Janelle Croshaw. Yep. So she did not make she, Janelle was the only woman represented in the entire Bake Offs. <laughs> Who's Janelle? That's, Janelle Croshaw. Janelle, Janelle Croshaw. She's a visual effects uh, uh, artist. Worked on Zodiac. Visual effects supervisor. Very, very she worked on talented Zodiac. She was uh, her. She What's did her name again? Janelle Croshaw. Was she the blonde? Yes. Yes, she was blonde. She worked she at DD with us. Yes. Yes, that's what we just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's spectacularly talented. Awesome person. Yes. Super, super nice person. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I, I mainly worked with her on Zodiac. On Zodiac, yeah. yeah. That's great stuff. She's she really, cool. really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember her. Really cool. She's yeah. interesting. She's got an interesting past. You should listen to an episode I did on her with my my other podcast. Have you guys heard of it? It's called CG. What was so the interesting podcast? Yeah. In, That's a right. nut- in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, her her um, her family lives in a small town near Yosemite, and they're a family of grocers. Oh, it's so fun! Oh, wow, yeah. That's so they time. own like like a family grocery, so kind of like a general store. Oh, it's so good! But they own it for generations. Yeah. That is, That's it's awesome. beautiful up there. Oh yeah, I would like to be a grocer in that area. That'd be great. Right, that would be a nice thing. Yeah, because and then if you're in a small town, in, you know, you'd know what everyone's needs are. It's like, oh, that I got you that thing. I ordered it for you. It's, oh, it's coming in tomorrow. That's a very you know, deep, like would you live in a s- small town now? I, uh, yeah, no, but I grew up in a small town, and I love I love going back to that small town and other small towns. I really connect with it. I just can't. Why wouldn't you live in a small town now? Um, because I not uh, uh, many I clubs. Ultimately, <laughs> like, like, ultimately, my ambitions get the better of me, and and things move a little bit too slow, slowly. Right. Uh, but I love the slowdown when I experience it. I think there's a slowdown that I'm that I'm looking forward to. You, you I'm are not a there fly yet. fisherman. <laughs> yeah, I'm not there yet. Right. Right. Uh, I will. I will. Fa- I will fly fish during my my my, my downtime. Uh, and, uh, and but at is, some point, I'm gonna like. I'm gonna be like in uh, your de aging years. You will. Look I will. To I this. will. It's like you know what? I'm. I need to be down most of the. Oh, time. I mean, I love. I love it. Like I me, mean, you know, we go to the, uh, Cape Cod. I grew up on Cape Cod. Yep. And uh, and it's a you know, like going back to the Cape. It's like it's amazing. It's beautiful. And it's and it is remote. Like I was like, oh my god, I forgot how like. In the woods, this place is compared yeah. to the way I've been living for the past, you know, twenty plus years. Yep, and uh, and it's so awesomely, like it feels deeply real. <laughs> like you're you really you're in it. You know, but you really can't do you can't stray There's, you can't stray from like you're you're anything you do, everyone knows about. Oh, that's yeah. That is, I think that's the only real problem with small towns is like because there's nothing to do, like gossip and all that kind of stuff is is fairly intense. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But like the but the the day to day of just like I like you know tooling around doing much of nothing and like chores and stuff like like that's that's a nice day for me and uh, and there's a lot of that to do when you're back on Cape Cod. It's a nice deal. Yeah. You know, just roll around, go to Dunkin' Donuts, hang out, come back, do some dishes. It's a good deal. But yeah. uh, so like that's the ending of the Irishman that I really want. <laughs> I don't want to be they in the re- old. They all retire. And they all retire. And they're just hanging out. And everyone's uh, everyone's having a nice time and yeah. you know, playing checkers and uh, watching watching movies. Then that that I can get on board with that. I, yeah. if, if I'm in my de aging zone, I'm doing that. That I'm going to be a much happier person. But for right now, yeah, I'm, I'm much too. Um, I don't know. I got a lot. Of, driven. I got some zip. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm too you're, driven. You're, you're, you haven't. You're not done yet. I ain't done yet. 
damn it. I ain't done yeah. yet. That's very true. Your early 40s. <laughs> sure. I'd love to. I, let's say that. I love saying it. So Actually, say it. Dan and I are like, the like same a couple, couple of weeks apart yeah, in age. True. I am 48 years old. Okay. Yeah. I'm 48 as well. We'll be 49 in March-ish, and you'll be 49 in April-ish. April. Yep. That's well, correct. Yeah. Um, but we still have a young attitude. Well, the thing is, I still feel like there's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of, lot of, lot of gas left in the tank. Hell yeah! So I, have, I feel gassier than ever. Yeah, and and, and especially now, it was like, hey, you know, let's kick on the afterburners and see yeah. what we can do. So yeah, I yeah. am excited about that. I've got some ideas going on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, 2020 is going to be a big year. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing to say. I think we all got things. Yeah, that we are, we're happy that are coming together, which is good. Yeah, Eric, I'm very excited about. Yeah, hopefully there will be some good news concerning Eric uh, in the future. Yeah, and that is uh, there's other news too, but I won't I won't tell you guys actually. Okay, you won't tell us at all, or while we're I'll eventually tell you guys. So you roll up in a sweet gold. No, 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 it's not work stuff, but I'll tell you some other things. All right, excited. Uh, But yeah, no, I think that uh, this is uh, 2019 was a uh, little bit of a rebuilding year, but uh, 2020 is. is Well, I think 2019 is is like the is 2019 was like the first three quarters of the Irishman. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Setting you up for 2020. There's a lot of that. That's very except then it's not 2020 won't be depressing. Yeah, no, but qualitatively is what we're saying. The last uh, like you need you need you need to set up all your. You know, all your checker pieces right. or, your, your, or your chess pieces. And, and, and. and I have to, I also just have to throw out, just for the audience, it was a fucking awesome year for movies. This is a great year for movies. It was a good for year movies. for movies. Yeah. It was a little you're right. What were some of your – okay, let's go through that. So we're, we're you know, we're starting uh, 2020, going into award season. Yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see. What are, the, what are the nominees this year? I don't remember what the, the top uh, – the list is. Right. It's like nine. Well, uh, you, no, so it's, it's ten now, it's but ten. hold on a second. So the Irishman. What are the nominees for Best Picture in 2020? The first two are 1917 and Ford v. Ferrari. Okay, oh, yeah. Ford vs. Ferrari. I got to see that. I have not seen that. Okay, There's I have not seen Ford vs. Ver- Ferrari. I, I hear it's great. No re- really? Yeah, I, hear okay. it's, I like that. James Mangold uh, did uh, a couple of really good movies. Like. All right, 2019. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari. Joker. Yes, I like Joker. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which... Obviously loved that one. Big one for me. Uh, Parasite. I'm seeing that I want probably to see that. this week because it's now finally out on video. I didn't manage to see it in the theaters. <sighs> oh, it's on video? Yeah. I'll go see that. Yeah. I'm, it's, apparently, it's huge. and like It's I, apparently great. I like that director quite a bit. Bong Joon-ho. Okay. Irishman. Mm-hmm. Little Woman. Uh, I'm told it's excellent. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. A I can't lot. believe I, met, I really want to see that, and I have not yeah. seen that. Yeah, I like, uh, and Marriage Story. Project. Yep. Also have not seen. Jeez, a lot of catch-up on Cheaper Screen. Right. So, so we're looking at... Uh, Knives, Irishman, out, right? Knives Out is, did not make it to best picture. It got best screenplay. Best, uh, no. best original screenplay. Best original screenplay. Which was okay. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm uh, as I said before, I'm not a Knives Out fan, but I respect Knives Out. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, for the people that love it. I understand the that's love. That's fine. It's just not my That's bag. fine. So, so Ford vs. Wright, uh, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit. So Jojo Rabbit, I really... Uh, yeah, I was curious about that. Joker, uh, Little Women, Marriage Story, 2017, 1970. Oh, I'm going to keep saying 2017. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Um, let's see. Well, that's just for Best Picture. 
Um, what are some of the other ones? Uh, uh, let's see. There's uh, 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 if you want to if you want to open up the uh, best reviewed films of the year, I'm sure we'll pick a bunch of extra ones in that. I just saw uh, the Last Black Man in San Francisco, and I super recommend this movie. This is a great movie. It is okay. on Amazon Prime, and it is beautifully shot, extremely uh, I, emotional, yeah. and very, very funny. And uh, so a, this a real is, surprise, really that, nice that, surprise. Thank you, because that actually brought up a good issue with me. It's like the amount of good Prime stuff. Oh, loads. The, or yeah. good on Prime or Netflix. Yeah. It's like that has really stepped up the game. Yep, without a doubt. And, and it's movies that would never go into theaters. Yep. Yep, they're so, they're picking up the slack. They're picking up the slack for yep. all the stuff, and I'm like, that's really good. Yep, and uh, my uh, you know my my evolving opinion of streaming uh, mm-hmm. has turned towards the positive, and uh, and I, I I think that uh, oh yeah, and I'm just going to throw this in the mix. I'm not done watching it yet, but Watchmen is terrific, uh, um, and uh, and it starts out well, but it gets increasingly it starts out painful for me, and then I stopped it, so I should watch oh, it again. Dude, it gets so. So good and so clever. Uh, I was because when it started, I was like, "Yeah, okay, I buy mm. it. Yeah, it's all right." You know, but by uh, by close to the end, I was like, "This is this is better than certainly most comic book movies I've ever seen." Uh, so that's good stuff. Um, and then there's things like Chernobyl, love and, that, and uh, you know, like there's there's been such huge succession, yeah, and uh, which I have still not seen yet. Um, but yeah, like it's been a, it's been a big winning year for streaming. And I think that, uh, uh, the, I think the next year will probably continue this, uh, track because I feel that people are coming around to the idea of shorter is better. Like shorter, what? Like short, like say four, four episodes or six episodes. Yep. As, like, opposed tr- to as opposed to like 12, tw- or, 12 or 13 or 24, uh, where things get strung out and they're like, let's treat this. You know, like let's let's pack it all in there, but let's pack how it many tight. how many episodes was Shogun? I think that is four, three or four. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, and it's. I mean, that's just a that's a, a punch. Like it gets. I'm not right. Huge. Or Roots. How much was Roots? No, I don't remember. I think that's another. Uh, it's at least two. Um, I think three. That was. That's fairly long, right? Yeah, and it's like two hours. Two hours so, pop. so it's the miniseries. It's mini miniseries thinking is the way to go. Right, like these you, are, you, you need more than a movie, and you need a little bit of a break between each yeah. episode. Yeah, it's good to chapterize stuff. I think right. that's good. So having episodes is solid, you know, and uh, because like uh, you know, like watching it is hard to watch a a very long movie at home without stopping. So might as well just yeah. Did you want? Did you see Maniac? I did not. I heard that was quite good. This yeah. is Joseph. Some um, people did not like it. Yeah, Eric, you did not like Maniac. Nope. Right? Um, but yeah, no, I think that uh, like they're getting more and more creative as they're trying to find new niches, and uh, and they're getting more into like there's an there's an episode of Watchmen where the cinematography is so good, like it's uh it's only pretty good for the rest of the series, but they really focus on this one episode, right? And uh, it's not just beautiful shots; it is gorgeously constructed storytelling. Like it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people that are, have watched it, it's the black and white episode was. Really, really something to say. I'll check Barry that out. too. Oh, Barry is fantastic. Barry is wonderful. Do yep. you realize what Apple paid Billy Eilish? Billy Eilish. Eilish, for what? Her documentary. Oh, did, there's yeah. a documentary about her. They're making one. Oh, I see. Well, uh, Apple. Sure Apple has all the money in the they world. They gave her 25 million. 
Okay, well that's they gave that, Justin they get, Bieber what forty? There's not. It's not that much money. <laughs> the Biebs. It's nothing. Yeah, for Apple, no. Good God, they make that. In they, like they, a day. they can buy. I think Greece. Apple should be doing more music-based content or content about music subject matter because of uh, 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 Steve Jobs. No, I just think in general, I think but that's you know, a good you, trend okay, it's that interesting. Yeah. Okay. shows about it's, it's, it's music, so it's very about a rock band, any kind of there thing. Was a, there was a, there's, yeah, there's there's a great things out there that could be made into shows. There's a book about uh, about Jeff Bezos called uh, The Everything Store, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And it was really, there was a point where they were talking about like the inflection point between Amazon and Apple and certain things, right? Mm-hmm. And so the... Jeff Bezos went all in with this Kindle thing, right? Oh, yeah, right. Right? right. Kindle was the big thing for him. Yep, right. And the thing that's interesting is like that's because Jeff Bezos loves books, loves to read. Right, right. Steve Jobs went all in with iTunes and the iPod. That's because he loves music. Right, right, right. All right, so the, the, the heart – of Steve Jobs inside of Apple comes from the music industry. Believe yeah, it's true. It's, it's totally it's not so much anymore. Like it's 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 tapered down now. Yeah. The, the music is not as important to him, right? Right. right? But it was like it was all about the music. Always yeah. about the music. Yeah. So it's interesting you say that they should make more documentaries about musicians at Apple because that that was Steve Jobs' mo was all music. Yeah. 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 Well, it's Jimmy Iovine is a big part of that now. He's gone. He's still with him or no? No, he know. left. I do not know. Jimmy Ive uh, left Apple. You didn't Jim- know that? Iovine. I, I, the guy, the designer. This? No, Jimmy Iovine. Oh, the, the, the Beats. Beats, He guys. also produced, you know, for yes. Tom Petty and the boss. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. right. Johnny Ive is who right. I was talking about. Different person. Yeah, completely. Jimmy Iovine is still with Dre at, at Apple. Right. Would you look up on your phone um, uh, best movies of 2019 that I may scroll through? Best movies of 2019. Yep. Just so. Uh, Best movies of 2019. Because uh, I don't know if anyone in the uh, in the audience knows this. Once you go past 40, your brain just stops remembering things. 100. So I like asparagus. Pop- oh, don't Did you, you know? just ask that? What Pop- were we talking about? Popular movies. Uh, Best of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Paradise. May I take a look? Avenger- yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll just go. I'll just. Uh, you want to scroll to the scroll road. through them. Okay, the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Obviously, for people that heard the podcast, I'm in love with that movie. Parasite, I um, have not seen. I'm not. Uh, uh, Avengers uh, Endgame was was good. I'm, uh, I am. I, I heard it made a lot of money. It made a lot of money. Um, the Farewell is tremendous. That is an excellent movie. Uh, it is not nominated for anything. Uh, uh, Joker, I thought was good. Uh, Midsummer, I did not see because I'm the sole person on earth that didn't like. Uh, hereditary is that um, the, pardon me is is that the one where they go to that swedish camp yes yeah and it, it, it like it looks like it's gonna be very good i'm sure i will like it i actually so I love wick, the early first wicker man part. type of feel to yeah it. total wicker man from experience. the 70s yeah yep absolutely not the uh, nicholas cage spectacutron that came no. out the bees not the bees um Hustlers, I hear, is amazing. I have not seen it. Pain and Glory is supposed to be great. That's Hustlers is good. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's uh, I'm I'm a J Lo fan since um, Out of Sight, which is Out of Sight is so beautiful, incredible, um, and she is so beautiful in Out of Sight. Uh, the souvenir is absolutely fantastic. Uh, if anyway, this is about a uh, young woman filmmaker uh, trying to establish her career, and she is. Um, uh, hooked up with this guy who is kind of a depressing jerk, but very well played by the guy who will be playing Orson Welles in David Fincher's Mank, which is coming out on Netflix this year. 
Okay. Uh, oh, oh, what's it about? Uh, it is about the development of Citizen Kane, the screenplay for Citizen Kane. Oh, Mankiewicz. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Called Mank. The, the screenplay is written by David Fincher's father, which is interesting. And it is shot on a red oh. that is exclusively monochrome. Yep. It is a 8K monochrome camera. Yes. Uh, that leads into nicely one of my top three movies of the year is The Lighthouse. Which is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, have you seen, seen it, Chris? It nope. is, have you seen it? No. I'm, oh, that's God. One see of my... that immediately. It is, it is rowdy. I want to see Uncut Gems, too. Beautiful. I, I do want to see Uncut Gems. Heard that, too. I bet that's going to be a. I know. And, and Colin was telling me, he's like, I want to hear what you have to say. And, and it's funny because, like, like I said, it's like, I did not like Good Time. Oh, yeah. Was, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and, but not. the Safety Brothers, I don't know. It was interesting. I think it's just something about the way that Adam uh, Sandler's character. He looks great in that thing. I cannot wait to fucking. He did. Did you like Punch Drunk Love? I love Punch Drunk yeah, Love. Yeah. yeah. The, he, he did another one where he played some kind of a weird guy in Hollywood. It was it was a it was a Netflix or Amazon movie. It was a streaming movie for sure. Oh yeah, the uh, Mankiewicz stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Mankiewicz? Yeah, no. it's, it's it's good. I know the one you're talking about. It's good. Is, yeah, Meyerowitz stories. Yes, yes. he plays like That's this weird good. Jewish guy. That's the same yeah. Like, yeah. director, Baumbach. Yeah, it's, Baumbach. it's also Baumbach. Yeah, uh, who did uh, Marriage Story? Who is, I believe, da- dating or married to Greta Gerwig? The both of them are nominated for best uh, screenplay, one for original and one for adapted. And both he, of their movies are nominated for best. And picture. then Anna Sandler nice did job. something with Chris Rock and did the night of or whatever to held the wedding. There was a story about him and uh, right. It was right. terrible. Yeah, well, that happens. Although Chris Rock looks amazing in the new ad for season four of Fargo. What? And, yeah. Oh, brother. I, I tweeted about that. Look that up immediately. That's Lou Pecora. It's so good, dude. What? Lou Pecora is working on that? I think he's the VFX oh, super, though. Hello, Lou. For what? I love Fargo. it. Fargo. Oh. New that, season. This, that, when you see that trailer, I'm like, I don't care. Now, Lou, Just Lou see is, it immediately. is Lou still at Zoic or did he leave Zoic? He's no, Zoic. he's still at Zoic. Okay. Lou, if you're listening, get him on. Him. Get him on. Come on. Come on board. He's Lou. been on before when he was a DD. So I should get him back because Zoic is like literally, uh, I can yeah. throw a stone. So I'm to saying, Zoic yeah, right he talks to Ted a lot. Um, let's well, see. yeah, because Lou and Ted are tight. So, um, uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, absolutely fantastic movie. Um, I just happened to catch it on Amazon. And music is great. Photography is incredible. Performances are great. Hilarious. Uh, Ad Astra, I cried for approximately 45 minutes after watching that movie. It's not for everybody, but it was amazing. John Wick 3, we've already talked about it, is a completely amazing film. Uh, Captain Marvel, not my bag, but nice de-aging. Uh, things I've heard. Honeyland is wonderful. Monus. Oh, yeah. I got to say, like, my, my, uh, Captain Marvel was okay as a movie, yeah. as a movie, but the effects on it were, like, were fucking incredible. amazing. Um, I have not seen the report, but I love Adam Driver. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. It's great, right? Yeah. I, I did. It's great. And, uh, uh, Alita Battle Angel. I'm one of the few. I support. liked it. I think that is a very You're good movie. You're not one of the few. I am in your Fair. camp. That is uh, a good, fun movie, man. It was, okay. I, I had low, it's one of those things where you had low expectations. And it's you good go, to go in with low expectations yeah. on that one. And, and then I was like, her performance is fucking great. It's, it's so charming. And it charming. makes so much sense. I yeah. think the problem is when you look at the trailer, like, oh, that looks like a weird digital human. It's like, well, that's actually the yeah. point. And it plays into it. It's great. It's and, supposed to be that. And it is a big, hokey, silly movie with its heart it's on its sleeve. It's predictable. It's predictable. It's just a blast. It's just a blast. Great. And it looks like, it, 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 it looks like a comic book, which yep. is what it's from. 
Yep, right? exactly. So it's great. Uh, us, I have notes, but I thought it was very good. I did not see us. I didn't like us. You did not like us. Did you like the first half of us and not like the second half or just not it like was, the entire thing? I haven't seen it yet, so I don't it's like too I much I don't know, dude. I thought it was... It didn't work for you. All right. Oh right. uh, yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I, every t- it's like big, man. They go to that thing. The it, thing. Yeah. It's big. It. Yeah, it's sort of like big. Uh, yeah. Fuck that. I just was like. But you love on. big. Right. No. <laughs> so, uh, Detective Pikachu, amazingly watchable film. I saw that film. Yeah, that a is watchable a, film. A, a extraordinarily wa- a watchable, watchable, purely beautifully watchable film. Oh, totally watchable. Absolutely. Lily was cracking up when. Uh, the scene that she keeps quoting and she laughs every time she does it is when uh, he's Pikachu and he's singing the Pikachu song and he's all like full of mud and depressed, but he's singing the Pikachu song, like, like, <laughs> so the Pokemon good. song. Pokemon. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I was expecting the longest drag of my life going to that movie. Yeah. And, uh, and it I do like really, this really trend bad. in these kids' films that are pl- the play out. Jumanji's like- good. Okay. I have notes about Jumanji. <laughs> It's not based on a true story. <laughs> yes, true. that's right. Yeah, it was not true to the original characters. The, the, actually, that is the problem I have with it. The, the, I did see Jumanji with the kids uh, and because they loved the first one. And I loved the first one. first one was good. I and like right this out, one. I, I, I like Rock. I like him. I like the Rock. He's the problem I had is that the character – I didn't give a shit about the characters because we'd already developed them. And so there was no – there's no motivation for them to go back into the game. It's like, and so they just added these two extra. They added Danny DeVito's character and uh, was Donnie Glover's mm-hmm. characters, just to have new characters. Right. Yeah. And every and it wasn't really. It was far fetched and doesn't quite do it for me. And then it was like, whatever. We're just going to give you a bunch of jokes anyway. So why do you care? Because that's really what it came down to. Right. Yeah. Right. But the first one was so much better and funnier because you really got to play with the characters. Right. And they, they were more inventive, right? The more inventive. Yeah, more and this inventive. one, they were like, meh, we already know what the characters are, so we don't need to do anything. Oh, and by the way, they've all matured and become better people, so you're never going to see their flaws. Right. Right, right, right. Right? Yeah. Because they've overcome their flaws, so yeah. there's no reason. So there's no story. There's no story. If you so. don't have a messed up character, you don't have a story. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm just going to throw out my, uh, the, the movie that nobody saw and the few people that I recommended it to didn't like. I'm still going to recommend Captive State, which nobody even knows what that movie is. No. Nope. But it is, uh, it's actually quite, quite good. All right. Um, and so All there righty. you go. Let's see. The, uh, I'm going to get rid of that. So the, the super fast version of – here we are. 2019, get back down here. Best movies of the popular movies. So my top 10 in no particular order then is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, The Farewell, uh, let's see, The Souvenir, The Lighthouse, Last Black Man in San Francisco, Ad Astra, John Wick 3, Alita Battle Angel. You're at eight. Got two more. Uh... Let's see. Us and there's got to be one more. I feel like there's one more that I'm not. I I expect Parasite to be on that list, so uh, put Parasite on there. And is that it? Is that my, that's ten? That's ten. Okay, that is my. Those are my picks. The, the top okay. Guys. Well, I I don't know because the thing is, I there's a lot of things that I saw that are not technically movies, right? That I really like. Would you say your favorite things this year were streaming things? Yeah, for me. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Well, but 1917 is. Is way up. I'm saying, yeah, that's got to be on there. I I, I would say that 
that's in my list somewhere. I got to figure it out. 1917 was a mind blower. Great, oh. great picture. Definitely, oh. definitely. That was my like, favorite favorite picture of the year. Yeah, like in fact, I would say like yeah, it's probably us that gets off the list. Us, I really, really, really enjoyed the filmmaking of and the flavor of, and I wish that he'd done one more pass on that script so there wasn't so much explaining of what was happening. I was that that really that the only thing that hurts that movie for me is the the last half an hour is explaining the gag, and I'm like, oh, I don't need to hear it. I just want to see some weird shit, and they just don't do that. Anyway, he is becoming quite a good filmmaker. I like that guy quite a bit. Yeah. I'm really curious. I mean, there's uh, I, there's a lot I'm looking forward to in 2020. Is Dune coming out in 2020? Uh, no. Supposedly in December, yeah. Okay. They got a lot of work to do. That's going to be two movies. So the first movie is coming out in December. Yeah. That is obviously going to be my favorite movie for the next 10 years. Did you see Toy Story 4? I did not. I had no. I'm yeah. told that Forky is amazing. You know what? Surprisingly uh, watchable. Mm-hmm. I liked it better than Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Shazam. Oh, good. Okay. That sounds nice. Yeah. I want Shazam. Shazam, Shazam is is a fun it's a fun film. Yeah. Uh actors great, really good fun stuff. Right. And very predictable. Sure. It's not, Shazam. I'm not going to It's Shazam, not, right? It's not, yeah. But good character stuff. Right. I liked it. Uh so I will I will I, you know those are the things that like you know you should, you should give some props to that. No, okay. Down for that. I did not see Maleficent the new one. What about yesterday? Did you guys ever see yesterday? I did not see yesterday. I like the idea of it. I, I do. Like, you like the idea of it, of course, because it's about you know. I want your, to your see world that. and everything you love. I want to see that because the screenwriter is Richard Curtis, who is a great screenwriter. I'm less of a fan. I know this is totally bad to say. I don't always love Danny Boyle movies. Yes, and uh, like there, he's made a couple of great ones, and he's made a few that I'm just like I'm. I just don't connect to it. I suspect yep. that's I don't connect to it. Uh, but Richard Curtis, I love his movies. And because uh, he did uh, About Time, for instance, he wrote that and directed it. And he uh, wrote and directed Love Actually, which shouldn't work at all, but I cry my face off every time I see. Right. Uh, he also wrote and created uh, Blackadder, which is one of the funniest things that has ever been made. Oh, on TV. Yeah. On TV with yeah. Rowan Atkinson. And to counter that, he also wrote Bean or Mr. Bean. Well, that's because it's yes. same well, same guy, right. and I do not like Mr. Bean movies, but he makes those. Two I don't movies. like Mr. Bean. Movies. No, but, I, but there, okay. you know what? The thing out. is about Mr. Bean is that you you gotta sort of work through some of it. Yeah, a little bit. I appreciate it. I don't think it's badly done. Okay, so it's you, just not my gig. It's not I my never. Gig. I ne- <sighs> it's like I don't understand Three Stooges movies. I understand yeah. their. Yeah, I understand the why they work, okay. but I don't. I don't. I'm get gonna it. admit something that's gonna be really, really sad, and you guys are gonna make fun of this. Mm-mm. All right, fun of me for the rest of all the podcasts because of this. I'm Load it up, up. everyone. So one of the reasons I appreciate Mr. Bean is that uh, I used to study being a mime. Nice. <laughs> wow, that is David the opener of the next episode. By the way, David Bowie was a mime. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, Mr. Bean. Well, Atkinson is basically a is mime. mime jokes. Basically, it's a mime. Yeah, he is yeah, a mime, right. and that is an art form. Believe it yeah, or not, it's absolutely, very hard. Yep, uh, I, I, and I studied it, and it was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did it, 
uh, and I was good at it. I am. I am <laughs> going to. I'm going to. Predict. Which you'd be surprised because I speak a lot. <laughs> it's yeah, mime with a podcast. That's what we really want to see. <laughs> that would be a great podcast. Mime with a podcast. Mime podcast. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that, but, that's like uh, uh, what's it? Um, uh, Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. Yeah. He's a ventriloquist <laughs> on the radio. Yeah, on the radio, it makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yeah. No. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm going to plan ahead for my, all my best mime jokes uh, and I promise that they will come up yeah. from now on um, Le Mime Le Mime do you remember that from mm. the chateau oh, the, the meme. it's like you like is your French you like that Le Mime Le Mime, mime. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best for people that don't know what we're talking about please look at our Le Chateau um, episode episode The Chateau sorry with Paul The Red. Chateau yeah. and uh, and you'll get the 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 the, 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 the meme meme meme, meme. <laughs> Meme. It should be a meme by the itself. Mime meme. The mime oh, meme. Yes, my meme. There you we're, go. Yeah, we're killing it. I feel. I feel good. Yes. Yeah, so. Guess. So yeah. I think Mr. Bean. Is yeah. No. I. T- I totally get. It. I think it's like I. I get that this is hitting the mark. I think Mr. Right. Mr. Bean mm-hmm. was a more intelligent. Uh, uh, what's the What's the one I'm looking for? That's comparison of. Oh, what was the really crappy English comedy show that had all the like fast? Uh, oh, Benny, Benny Hill. Hill. Benny Hill. Yeah. Benny okay. Hill was genius, though. <laughs> okay. Well, no, he was. He I wrote can't. everything. He did. He, I mean, he literally would sit down. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he. Well, but I, he yeah. played off the same shtick. But right. he was. Right, right. He was pretty much a one man show. Yeah. I mean, he would just write the stuff. Yeah. Up no, I have respect for at that a too, restaurant. For sure, for I mean, sure. he like, was pretty voluminous. I, but, I don't but I think yeah. that Mr. Bean is a more. Yeah, but all that stuff doesn't Hill. hold up for me. I mean, Benny Hill. The only thing great about Benny Hill was the movies they made. I don't think I saw the Benny Hill movie. No, the um, they made the short films. Oh, I see. Yeah, like yeah, Golden yeah, right. Goalie, Silver Saves, like right. all those like little movies. The singing stuff was I didn't like, right. but it was the little movies, the little short stuff. He did they, shorts. They, they did in fast, fast, fast. Yeah, like, and they right. were only on every episode. I think they did it once or twice, mm-hmm. but they were little little quick films right, right. and those were genius because some of them were really funny quick gags right. but for me the greatest uh, um i just always loved and didn't like the three stooges i never got or, it i don't know why the um uh okay. oliver and uh oliver and hardy laurel and hardy yeah i got them more my favorite yeah Loved i them. got them more okay so yeah. i did like, not, i think like, I, I, did, I got a kick out of those i did guys. not like i did not understand uh the three stooges be, and i think it's Probably because I didn't see them until I was an older kid coming to the United right. States. So if you're going there and it's an older kid, you're going like, I don't get it, right? right. I think if you're a young boy, that's that hysterical. Makes, that's hysterical, right? Now, I like, do, I am a huge Buster Keaton fan. He so, was like, that's really, the but that, but you can, right but that is still a, you can still, I think you can still appreciate that as Harold an older Lloyd person. Was, Harold Lloyd, yeah, another one, right? Really but good. also the Marx Brothers. I was yep. huge. Oh, I love the, the Marx Brothers. See, I that's didn't like the Marx Brothers. Like, you did well, not specifically. No. I like so the jokes were too corny. I, you know, what? it was just the, it was a little too Borschbell. It was a little too vaudevillian for me. Oh, I just, that's the best part. I know. I didn't, I, I, I like Laurel and Hardy because right. I love the way they They're were good. always out on the yeah. street. Right. And the films were really cool. And um, I loved um, Lloyd yeah, and yeah, yeah. Keaton. He's, yeah, Keaton's and my favorite. And that is. And Chaplin. Yeah, Chaplin, actually, of course, actually, but that's a given. I really like uh, – I like uh, – actually, I love the kid. I love City Lights, the obviously. The kid it's, is – so good. Uh, I'm a huge fan we're, we're of – The Great um, Dictator. The Great Dictator. Yeah. Were we the talking about someone, the kid, the, the person who played the kid? Jackie Coogan. Jackie the Coogan. The Coogan's Law. Last time, yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, – like, yeah, like, You think, could see – if you look it up, Jackie Coogan's house, he's a little kid in, with a, a little truck in front of the house. That's Oxford and Wilshire. 
Wow. Yep. And it's it that whole thing was Millionaire's Row and he yeah, he was quite extraordinary. And yep. uh that was, kid's a great oh man, he's a great movie. It's a great movie. And I and I also love um um uh, what's it, Monsieur um well the one where he he murders his wives. The the Charlie Chaplin one where he murders his wives. I like that one quite a bit. Um but in any case, yeah, like I think that there's a, there's that brand of humor. I totally understand it. Like with Mr. Bean, I'm like I, I get it, you know, um, but I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't push the button in me the way that, and I think it's because I loved Blackadder so much oh, right. that I was just like, okay, give me the new one. And I was like, oh, this is like first season. So, Blackadder. so, okay. So before Blackadder, before Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. he, uh, Ron Atkinson was on a show in, uh, in the UK called, uh, it was a skit comedy show called not the nine o'clock news. Right. Yes. Yes. Do you guys remember that? I've never seen this. I know. I, I, that is, who else was in that? Oh, there's a bunch of people that were in it. They were, yeah. They, they, and they, yeah, really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Not the nine o'clock news. I'm also a big Dudley Moore fan. Yes. Yeah, Dudley Moore. Yeah. Like, I, like I, and I'm going to make a pitch. D- go on Oscar. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> go, go, on, go on YouTube and look for the movie Holy Moses. Which you can oh, yeah. see for free on YouTube because it was trashed when it came out and everyone hates it. I watched that uh, what last year. year. It's 80, okay. 80, maybe 81, I'm not sure. And uh, I can't say it's good, but I can say I fucking laughed my ass off. What was off. the Dudley Moore movie where he plays, Ten. he goes into the a- advertising agency? Oh, that's uh, Crazy People. Crazy People. people. That's got some good jokes in it. That's, yeah, good. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Uh, Ten Hanna. was his big one. Ten was big, yeah. Ten was huge. Yep, yep. That was, and that's that a pretty funny movie. Like Derek, right? Yeah, pretty funny movie. I found out very that funny last weekend. The if you listen to the Sgt. Pepper's album, mm-hmm. and there's the laughter track mm-hmm. where it's like everyone's clapping yeah, and yeah, laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Dudley Moore's concert. Uh, that's Dudley awesome. Moore's concert. I mean, they went to a club where he was doing a stand-up, right. And they recorded. Oh, it. I didn't know Dudley Moore was at stand-up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he started, he, him and partner. Peter Cook. Yeah. yeah, it Ooh, was Pierre Cook and Moore and Cook, or yeah, Moore and Cook. Yeah, and they people, were the big deal. They were like uh, Dean Martin, and yeah. and uh, they're tremendous. They're great. They Peter Cook, for people deal. that don't know, so, the priest from the Princess Bride. That's Peter Cook, right? Yeah, Mowage, that guy. Mowage. Yeah. So okay, I was very you know. So Karen and I have been doing a lot of comedy stuff and going to see comedy, especially we've got a little. Co- "Quote unquote little comedy club in Burbank, but there's some because it's L.A. You, you get a lot of really big celebrities that come in there yeah, that, that sure. try out their shit, right? Because right. they got to try out their stuff, right? right. Before they go it. prime, they got to right. make sure the, the jokes are working. So you get some big comedians. So she, I went to Vegas, and she goes, "Oh, you're, I guess you're going to Vegas. You're going to be missing uh, uh, Flappers tonight." It's like who's playing? It's like Jim Jeffries. Oh like, man! Oh, wow. Yep. Fuck. Yep. There you go. Apparently, it was. Hilarious! Yeah, killing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly. She goes, "Listen, he is—he's as offensive as ever, and it sure. was hilarious. Apparently, he made a whole joke about how it's the koalas that got chlamydia that caused the fire, forest fires in Australia." Oh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. That sounds like yep. That's about as offensive as you can yeah, get. That's right. And that's... Uh, and he's Australian, so I like being offended when people are telling jokes. Yeah. I think that's very funny. Sorry. To me. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was like, it. I said, wait a minute, that's Jim Jeffries. That's the guy, the gun control. Have you seen her? Heard his yes. bits about gun control? Yeah, the, the classics. Oh. Yes. But yeah, like I, I sort of, I, I really wish that I wish filmmakers worked like that. Like you just you'd go to the theater and then like, you know, you I'll go, try it out. It, just try it out. Just like listen, I just got to get this scene. I just want to see if this works. But isn't that kind of what they do? 
Yeah, I mean a little bit. They right? do a test thing. They do yeah. testing, but the I, tests are so biased. The way yeah, like yeah. it's it's again, it's like the freaking AI. Yeah, no, like there's this is I'm I'm uh, like a lot of people are against test audiences and doing test screenings. I think uh, test screenings are a great idea if you know how to interpret the data. But the problem with the way they run them is they run them like please write the ending of our movie for us. Yeah. You know, and that's how you end up with trash. You know, mm-hmm. like like if if you show people the lighthouse and uh, like it all comes back zeros and they hate the movie, good. Right. <laughs> that means you did it right. <laughs> like you do not want the good scores from, you know, the uh the um the uh food court crowd that signed up to come see this. Like you you you're testing it correctly if you get a bad score on that thing. But that is not the way that studios generally work with that material. I've been I've been uh, uh gosh, I'm having trouble talking tonight. Am I you unusually quiet tonight, by the not way? Not at all. Uh, a little bit quieter. A little bit quieter. I'm usually not that talkative in this podcast. You're doing great. But I feel good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> douche. Um, but the thing is, uh, I did that one too. It was Buffalo 66. Oh, God damn. That's he was, and it was a date with, with my wife, Nancy. And, and you randomly saw Buffalo 66? We went to Buffalo 66 in Santa Monica, and he what was he was movie. in front of us. You, and I watched it. I'm like, Gallo was in front of you? Yeah. And, oh, and he's, you told me the story. Yeah, you you I heard the story. Let's hear it. But it's amazing. Oh, but God, yeah, he was in front, and he's like, I'm going to get up and talk. And I was like, wait a oh, minute. Oh, great. That's now fucking... I have to go and do this. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. It was literally, literally the head in front of me. Oh, my and God. I was like, what? And he got up and talked. It was great. He talked about the movie. And... He is an astonishingly good fan. I love that I, would... I, I love I... that. And I also shifter love Brand Bunny. I'm a big fan of Brand Bunny as well. Shifter cars. I drive. I don't drive shifter cars. Oh, God. Sorry. Automatic. Listen, I can't. Okay, I Cadillac. Can't just... Cadillac. <laughs> Cadillac. Style. Okay. <laughs> give, right. me, give me the, the, no, the, not the crumbly one. The good, no, the one with the, oh, give me the one with the icing. <laughs> Jesus the best star. thing about the movie is yes, he played yes. Oh, I was a huge yes Fucking, fan as a kid. Uh, b- uh, Heart of a Sunrise. Yeah, it, that is a transcendent, sharp, scene. distant. I was oh, such a dork uh, for yes. Sequence. I saw them in '78. Yeah. Show my age. I was a young I, kid. I love. I love uh, Tales of Topographic Oceans. Oceans. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge yes close man. to the close to the edge. Close to the edge and yep. the Yes album, yep, and absolutely. also going for the one parallel yep. lines. Parallel lines yep. because it yep. was really country. They were in Switzerland, but. Uh, Steve Howe really was like. Wah, 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 wah. I loved all. I love all that shit. I love uh, Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe. Yeah, I, love, I had uh, 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 six wives of Henry the Eighth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Wakeman, and um, it's weird. Wakeman almost worked for Bowie. He did, did work he? for Bowie. I don't know. I did nothing. Yeah, dude. Strange. He did. Um, he did uh, Bowie's album before Zig to show the genius of Bowie. He did. God, it's uh, the man who sold the earth. Oh, the, the man who sold so, no, the man who sold the world. Yeah, uh, seventy one, seventy two, uh, and then he recorded that. And so the song, like, um, I'm, it's Tuesday night, so I'm I've lost my mind. But uh, life on Mars. Oh yeah, that yeah. piano is Rick Wakeman. Oh, that so makes he did. Sense so now. he worked yeah, with him on all his albums, and then he said he called him for a lunch, and he said, "I want you to join." the spiders from mars we're going to go out mm-hmm. because literally he did the man who sold the world and seven months later he recorded ziggy stardust the rise and fall of ziggy stardust the spider from mars sure. completely different character he didn't wasn't wearing that makeup right. on the man who sold the world he was wearing flowery dresses yep, whole he, new. i mean within 12 months mm-hmm. he did two completely different yep. concept albums and so he said will you go he said i'd love to 
but I just had breakfast with Chris Squire and John Anderson of Yes, and they asked me to join the band mm-hmm. this morning for breakfast. And he's like, oh, don't tell me I got to choose. And then he said, but you know what? They're going to let me do my own stuff. And right. Bowie's like, I respect that because you're basically going to do what I tell you. And yeah, you yeah, do sense. your own yeah. thing. That's, that's, and that's I think you should just go join sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, that's the clear choice. But it is, man, that would be amazing to work with that dude. Jeepers creepers. That would have been something. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? These things happen. These things come down to the scene. Now, that's, I want the de-aged uh, version of the story. <laughs> yeah, Rick Wakeman. <clears throat> I love all that you stuff. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you it think. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> you can't just say de-aged. I'm, no, I'm just going to say de-aged. Because now. you're saying de-aged thing. when you mean aged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it. It's now just a it's phrase. Like, it's like it's the like term inception. Inception. It's like, it's like in, inception means something within something. No, it does no, not. No, it does not mean that. that. It does not. By the way, that. how many um, – this is very good um, – Whiskey. Whiskey. Uh <laughs> How many do we have in the can? Oh, how many have not yet come out? Yeah. Uh, well, as of this recording, so maybe this- I'm behind on the graphics. I think you're okay. I think so. John Wick is a that's next week about to come out. Yeah, this next Wednesday. So. I got to do the one from last week with Dustin. Justin. 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 That was that was great. Man, I had a good time on that one. That was a good one. Yeah. You know what? I realized he, have a good time? Crazy film. Uh, he had a great time. I realized that that movie was so hard to watch mm-hmm. and that I needed that podcast to digest it. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because I'm very- there were so many fucked up emotions and, yeah. and it's a hard that, movie to watch. Just, just talking about it almost made me cry. That was unbelievable. Yeah. You did like, cry. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely insane. Like, I know it's even like – even all the things that seem so weird and sophomoric about mm-hmm. it, like all the big boobs and stuff. Yep. And then we realized like – and then when Justin says like, no, well, breasts are like the only toy he had. Yeah, no. It's- and then it was like, oh, so, fuck. Yeah, like, like everything that seems like it was such a weird or gimmicky or yeah. s- like strange to be strange was yep. like – it actually all had it all purpose. Ca- it all came together. It all had like, purpose. He, it was a, it was, he was a pleasure to have on. It's a great dude. And very, I very like insa- and, I've and always liked Justin. Guy. Every the first time I met him, I was like, "This is a cool, cool guy." Yeah, uh, and very approachable, and definitely one of the most. Uh, I think that out of all the movies I saw this year, you, you know, new or de-aged, uh, <laughs> I think that that is the one that left the deepest mark on me. Like I was just like that, really, really got under my skin. Uh, I think it's really cool that we actually got to uh, a couple of movies that we all saw that we'd never seen before. That's true. That's true. Right. So that was kind of an interesting Yeah. No, it, it was a very, there's uh, some successful ones. And uh, I found reason to reference uh, thing. I, I found reasons to talk about the, the, the Chateau quite a bit. Right. That's a, that also made, made, made quite an impression on me in terms of uh, right. filmmaking. So, so we've got good. about 30 that we've done. Yep. Yeah, which is pretty cool. It's not bad. Uh, how many now? As we're recording now, uh, how how deep backlog do we have? That's what I said. Original question is, uh, was uh, I how think, many in the can? Yeah, that's I what think, I said. I which got, is probably I not think, appropriate, but you know, no, 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 no. That's a, both. Both are appropriate words. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, but uh, can you can say can? I, I usually I'm say. Just I, I, I call them. <laughs> I call them. <laughs> you shut in the can. How many in the can? I usually say that's, in the bank. Yes, the bank is usually the. How many in the can bank? Bank can. Uh, well, I think we've got three. Yeah. Three. Okay. Which is fine because they only come out every two weeks, so we're okay. Yeah. 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 
But uh, but we can yeah we can keep recording or if we need, if we get if our can if our can or a bank gets too big then we can just release a bonus episode. That's usually <laughs> what I usually do. See if you say if my, if my can gets too big then that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, then we just put out a JLo film. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, my can got huge. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Big can. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, good, 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 good. But well, I yeah, like John too. Wick's John Wick's coming out, I guess, right? Because yep. on we, Wednesday tomorrow night. No, next week. Next week. Uh, what's what did we just put out? Titanic. Oh, Titanic. Yep, that was fun. That was a good. One. That was a very good. One. Yeah, I liked a, it. it. We, I think we've got. It was a. It was a. Uh, it was well, a good year. I think it was a good year for our, our yep. podcast. I was, you know, going to retrospect. Right. So there was a lot of things that we saw. Like Mirror Mask was a weird one. Yeah, I'm glad we brought uh, that was uh, for uh, Cap brought that on. That was really yeah, that was really great. I thought that like that's I like movies. There was a. I think that we have gotten in a good few movies that are. Like we really have to chew on, and uh, and Bad Boy Bubby was one, uh, and uh, and uh, Mirror Mask was one. Uh, where was Wake like, and Fright was Wake another and, one. Wake and yes. Fright, yeah. You know, like I li- I like this. I like these challenges. These are good these challenges. are great. Zardoz was huge. Zardoz was. I love time. talking about Zardoz, and <laughs> and time. and uh, uh, interestingly, that is actually one of our top podcast downloads, one, which boy. is hilarious. I, th- I hope that that. I think influences- that that's a good thing because that really shows that, uh, like that's a good example of a Martini Giant episode and the dynamics and the off. That had things. the Martini and the Giant. Yeah, that had it all. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. I, I'm, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Lightfoot. Mike favorite. Hill was yeah. really good on that yeah, one. That was yeah, a good one, boy. That was a good one. I, yeah, uh, yeah. I, w- I would say that. Uh, now, what are we looking forward to this year, both in movies and what uh, what we got? Well, coming? I think we got to get some 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 more interesting guests. It's funny, like almost every single guest that we brought on just talks about how much fun they had. Mm-hmm. Being which is great. I'm really happy. I'm very proud. I yes. much you know the fact that like they realized that they're like, oh no, we're just hanging out talking about movies yeah. i like movies that's great we got yeah and they all want to come back all of them want to come back yeah. and they're all thinking i think we it. should they're a lot of luck so i think we victory need to, laps are very welcome we need to we need to bring back some of those some of those guests and if you guys actually are this uh listeners if you guys have any ideas of people you want to bring back or movies or if you happen to know any really giant famous people that want to come in oh my god please hook us up you know you heard you heard what oh i'm gonna just Go out and say, say it. it because David Strapendus listens to this podcast and he was bragging about it. Oh yeah, right. He was talking about how he was hanging out with uh, Tarantino. Oh yeah, <laughs> so good. He told Tarantino about our podcast. He told Tarantino. That's so fantastic. He told Tarantino. That's so nice. David, the day who was a John Wick? Who's Tarantino? <laughs> who's Tarantino? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a great he, time he, doing John Wick, and then he said he talked to, he, he to talked Tarantino. To, he talked to Tarantino. He's like, you should listen to the Martini Giant episode about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm very impressed. Tarantino just did uh, two episodes of uh, the Rewatchables, which is a great podcast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he picked. Uh, he he talked about. What was the first thing he talked about? He talked about a, a relatively famous movie that you'd expect him to talk about. But his second choice that he did an entire episode on was um, Unstoppable with, oh, right. with uh, uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Chris Pine. I was like, I love that movie. Oh, my God. It's like one of nice. Tony Scott's last movies. And to have Tarantino talk about it, I was like – Is that the one in South America? That is the one on the train. It's the, uh, it's the out-of-control train movie. Oh, oh it's a, yeah, yeah, It's a yeah, really yeah. good movie. What's really the one in the South America? That's a Tony Scott film. The Tony Scott film. It's one of the Tony Scott's last movie. Oh, the other movie that Tarantino did was um, uh, Nolan's uh, Dunkirk, which was- He uh, said that was a great film. Yeah, he and he it. loved it, and they went I deep love on that, that film. One. It's a great film. Great film. Um, uh, but Didn't uh, yeah. Tarantino used to work at a, a video store oh, yes. in, in Manhattan Beach or something? Yeah, or? yeah, he did. He did. Videos? Okay. 
uh, something no, that, like Vidiots. It wasn't Vidiots, but uh, I, yeah, I don't think it was Vidiots. Vidiots yeah. is in Santa Monica. Yeah. yeah. Um, Next to the yeah, bowling alley. Is it still there or Vidiots closed? Vidiots is coming back. <gasps> what? Yeah. Vidiots is coming back. I'm ha- I'm, I, fo- I follow. It's by the courthouse or the Civic Center where the Clash plays. Is that where it's coming back? Vidiots, Vidiots is coming Vidiots back. Vidiots was in, by the bowling believe, alley. Yeah, right there by the Civic Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Vidiots, yes, you're right. You're Vidiots right. is returning. I'm on their, I'm on their feed. Uh, Vidiots is returning, I believe, in Silver Lake. And it's going to also show movies. Oh, so right. it's going to. So it's going to be like okay. Yeah, but it's going to be like they're going to have the. It's going to be cool retro, full of. Yep, absolutely. I'm totally for it. I think uh, it's amazing. I was actually very pleased to go do the Alamo Draft House downtown so in LA for the first Vidiots, time. That, that was really just nice so people time. know, Vidiot was a uh, was known as an uh, independent video store. Yeah, where you could find anything, pretty much anything, yeah. and you can imagine in Los Angeles what that the implications of that. Yeah, because this this entire movement died out in LA because like there was there were basically no video stores that had good stuff and there are no movie theaters that showed old movies. Right. And only in the past 2 years has it finally start uh, started coming back. Yeah. And a large part thanks to Tarantino and his uh, revamping of the New Beverly mm-hmm. um which only shows film, which is amazing. Uh, and uh, and now you have the Alamo Draft House downtown, where I just went to go see with my friend Dave. We went to go see a an excellent print of um, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, the Hidden with Kyle MacLachlan uh-huh. uh, from the eighties. Which is, if anything is dying to be remade, it is this movie. This movie is about. I'm going to tell it this way: if you don't know what the Hidden is and you haven't seen it, rent it. Don't read any descriptions about it, and just know that it's a buddy cop movie. Okay. And then you'll be pleasantly surprised at what it also is. Okay. And it's really amazing. But Alamo Draft House, fantastic place. Loved it. Loved it. I remember there was a there was a a video store in Houston that was similar to Vidiot's. It was one of those places that had a lot of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was working in Houston for the summer with my room uh, my roommate and very close friend Keith, um they had a deal where they would do this thing in the summer. It was five movies for five dollars for five nights. Uh, mm. Yeah, right. Nice. Yeah, pretty good deal, right? Yeah, like you good. can do, and you can you could return them all after two days and get yeah. another five movies if you wanted. But that was pretty good deal. And uh, we we rented a, you know, it's like oh, it's bungee, you know, German expressionist films. I was like, what the fuck? Why why did we torture ourselves? This <laughs> and it I didn't work it. so well. And then suddenly we go back. It's like we got to try something different, something that we're gonna it's gonna be fun to watch. And we just rented like five Russ Myers, Russ, Russ Myers, Myers films. <laughs> Russ Myers, if, okay, for people that don't know who that is, Faster Pussy, Pussycat Kill Kill. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Switchblade Sisters. Switchblade Sisters. Totally amazing. If you are into very silly, very, I don't know how to say it. Busty. Busty filmmaking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's about Russ, the boobs. Russ Meyer is it. It's like, it, it, it's, uh, you'll know in the first five minutes. It was weird because. But it's I, super fun. Uh, uh, Rice University had a Russ Meyer's retrospective. Oh, man. For wow. like a week. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's pretty funny. It is, uh, yeah. Like, it's the kind of thing that uh, on its face would seem terrible and sexist. And I think it, the argument is now made that it is actually quite feminist and. And very fun and ridiculous. I don't know where I land on that. That's, that's I don't a, know how to interpret it. That, All I can say is that's, they're hilarious. That's a stretch. Yeah, but I, I can say make it work. that's hysterical. Good. Women time. are that's in power movies. as long as they've got huge boobs. Yeah, and they are beating the hell out of people <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, that's a, those are fun movies for sure. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, they are an acquired taste, and you'll know very quickly whether it's oh, yeah, yeah. it's yours. It's very campy. It's, it's very very campy. Very campy. Uh, okay, so is there anything that we're going to recommend for folks into? I don't know the coming the coming week while we're gone. Nineteen seventeen. 
1917. It seems like that's the thing. And then I think uh, continue to explore uh, your streaming networks and find stumble on stuff. That's the thing. That yeah, I, let us you know. know what you're watching streaming-wise. We'd love to talk. I, I think we do like talking about streaming on this And you guys, show. Are, you, you guys belong to Criterion. Yes. So I'm a, I've got Criterion. I've got Netflix. I've got Hulu, Amazon. Yep. I have everything except Criterion. The question about – I don't cri- have Disney. No. Oh, I have Disney. Yeah. Is it good? Have, I don't have Disney. I don't I have don't Apple. I watch it. Yeah. I mean, I watched The Mandalorian because I worked on it. Okay. But it's bad. Mandalorian's okay. It's fine. All right. Oh, yeah. And hey, I didn't say Star Wars on my list because I love the new Star Wars movie. Okay. I loved it. I loved it. Just I a question about it. I saw a fascinating article that says uh, Star Wars, uh, the first movie to bomb that made over a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's great. Go ahead, Eric. Sorry. Uh, no, I. Talking about Criterion, I want to sign up, but there was an issue, and I know we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but if I sign up online or if I sign up through Apple TV, oh, I right. want to be able to have full access, but you can't really get full access on Apple TV, can you? Yeah, I you can. Yeah, can you? I don't know. Well, I, I, I signed up on, on the internet, and mm-hmm. then, I, then I log into Criterion. I see. Right, yeah. That's what I, I do. do. So I, then you watch through your browser. Right. No, you can still, I watch you can still, lo- you can yeah. still download the Criterion app on I think on Apple. I did it on Roku, right? So for the Roku, I went online, I signed up for Criterion, and I created a login, et cetera. Then I downloaded the Criterion app on my Roku, mm-hmm. and then I it says, you know, sign up or log in, and I logged in, and then I'm done. The reason you want to do that is that uh, Criterion or a lot of these streaming networks are actually 30% more expensive if you sign in through the Apple Store because the Apple Store charges 30% Amazing. So don't do it through the Apple Store. Yeah, do it direct. Do it direct, yeah, and then absolutely. just log in. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I pay. Th- I, I, uh, I intended on getting uh, direct being a browser yes. online. Yes, right. Yeah, just 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 go to Criterion and sign up. Sorry, right. no, not at all. Because I, I, I intended on get, on getting HBO and Stars. For um, I have shots. HBO too. I have yeah. HBO. I love yeah. HBO. Um, so yeah, and like I keep on wanting to turn them off, and then there's one more thing that I want to watch, and they keep yeah. on. HBO it is not as. Oh, pardon me. HBO is not as like amazing as HBO was. Yeah, they're desperately trying to find their new thing. They should. Yeah, because that's because they're go owned by AT and T. Yeah, I yeah. go through it, and I'm like. Uh, like I, I, I but I, I, there are some succession and other shows, but they're still in the movie part. It's there's a lot of flat. Oh, yeah. a they, lot they of don't pay attention flat. to that at all. Okay, yeah. original yeah. content from HBO, except for things like possibly uh, Watchmen, etc. Yep. Yep. But it's not as it's not as rich as these. Not as rich. Yeah, as they, they are scrambling to find the new thing. Very definitely. Yeah. Uh, like they're. I think that you know, like the new series, the new season of Westworld looks promising. Yeah. Uh, uh, Watchmen is very good. I'm looking forward to watching the Stephen King uh, miniseries. That do you think? Okay, speaking of it, because let's go back to Irishman a little bit. Uh-huh. Do you think that this there is going to be some amazing movie movies, mm-hmm. not just a series or a miniseries that's coming out on streaming this year? Like, what do we? What are our expectations? I think my how many like how many Irishmen's are and, there is and going the to be, reports are there going to be if um, Fincher's new movie comes out this year, which I think it's going to come out at the end of the year, streaming only. Stream, I I think that's a Netflix deal 
I think Netflix will put it in theaters, but it is a raw Netflix experience. Yeah. And I'm going to watch that many times. I'm going to say it just as by way of that. Um, a movie that I didn't like from Fincher the first time I saw it and I worked on was Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Mm. Uh, and I've recently rewatched it and my opinion is entirely turned around on the movie. I really, really liked it. Okay. It's interesting you say that. Mm-hmm. I read the books. Mm-hmm. Yes. I read all three books. Uh, I saw the German movie. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, the Swedish, Swedish movie. I saw that too, yeah. And it, I, I, I like the Swedish movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a little cheap. Right. It looked TV-ish. Little TV-ish. Yeah. Little TV film-ish, right? right? Um, faithful to the books, which is very powerful. Right. I thought Fincher's version was trippier. Yeah, sure. Right? The characters were a little bit – a little different. They, like the but, first time, I, first time I saw it, they struck me as really cold. Like, well, like yeah, I, and I they, like, they are oh. in a book, right? Okay, so so that's good. Yeah, uh, and if even in even in the book and in the the Swedish version, there's a little bit of how do I say it? Uh, uh, um, uh, soap opera ness to sure. it. Right. A little bit. Right. Right? So it feels like, ooh, and this strange character. What Fincher was like, no, this is going to be trippy. It's going right. to be fucking trippy. It's going to be wacko. Yeah. A- and, and so, therefore, it feels a little bit more outlandish because you're still trying to f- fit this narrative into this trip. I, I think that part of my – like, I – yeah, I, like, I – I think I think that Fincher looks. I think it looks pretty. Oh, it's incredible! Way, it Jeez, looks way prettier. Great looking movie. Um, but yeah, like the the weird read that I had on it this time is because like I mean, they made another Dragon Tattoo movie that failed. Um, they you know it's just like it's gotten distant no, from the whole. Did thing. they? Yeah, they did. You know, with um, uh, I forgot her name. The woman who is in First Man, and she is uh, quite good. Claire Foy. Uh, Claire. So Foy. they made the sequel to it. Yes, the girl in the spider's web. They made. Um, I didn't know they actually made that. Yeah, it, uh, it is out, I believe, on HBO. I'm, I'm not sure. But, like, I haven't seen it yet. I like Claire Foy. She's really good. Uh, I heard the movie was okay. But uh, it bombed pretty bad. And uh, I'm now glad watching Because the Swedish ones, they made all three. Yeah. yeah. Right, and I have not, I have not seen I have not seen this, so I, okay. I can't say. But the stuff that I saw, I'm like I'm not a giant Numi Rapace fan, and uh, and they look a little TV, so I just haven't gotten gotten into it yet but the fincher one this is the first time i saw it as a fincher movie rather than a sort of a you know a uh a girl with a dragon dragon tattoo franchise movie which is right and i i not only enjoyed it more because i mean first time i was like i don't get these characters and the 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 structure was really wacky like it's like a a five act movie Uh and it's very it, it played really awkward the first time i saw it um, and I didn't know which plot I was, was supposed 20, to follow. Was that 2013 or 2014? Yeah, I think it was 2013. Yeah, I think I might have met. Um, and mm, maybe 12. Maybe 12. Yeah. That yeah. long Some, ago. Somewhere along there. And uh, But now when I watch it, because like, people have spent a lot of time on the internet and rightly talking about, um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it, the uh, uh, social network. It's being a really prescient movie about like how fucked up we've gotten from social media. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw out that Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. This is my recommendation. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is uh, worth checking out again because now it seems like a movie about uh, – it seems like a movie made today about things today because it is very like angrily, bitterly Me Too-centric. Uh, it has an enormous amount of 
like the undercurrents of anti-Semitism in the world uh, mm-hmm. is part of it. Uh, and the most interesting thing to me was there is a essentially a, a uh, like it's it's off the years are a little bit off, but it, the feeling that I got from the main characters was a the relationship between a millennial person, a Gen X person, and a boomer person uh, in this movie. All right, and given the 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 uh, the conflict that has been online, you know, okay, boomer, et cetera, between mm-hmm. boomers and millennials hating each other quite severely, and Gen X in this weird soft place in the middle. Like that is so clearly represented in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It feels like it was made today as a as a statement about this stuff. And it's but uh, what's it's strange really, is really really interesting. Like to see. like she feels she feels like a young Gen Xer in some ways. Yeah, I mean it's it's I think that it's because it's like Fincher is a Gen Xer himself. Yeah, he's like on the, he's on the older end of the Gen X yeah. period. But like he's he he's he is granting um, a Gen X quality to. Her. To to her, um, and she he, was way better, uh, like I think character she's, wise, she's as described in, in the book. Yeah, like she is perfect. She's, I think that she's the, really good in this movie because the the be, because she's really tough but looked really f- like frail at the right. same time. Right, and the the Swedish version of her was too buff. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and well, this, this is the thing is like I think that there's a I kind of like that though. What rapace. Yeah, I yeah. Like uh, I, I, I have to. Yeah, I have to see those movies because uh, I, I, I've never read the books and I haven't, I haven't seen the movies. So, but the, the I, I can say that like I like the books. She's um, yeah. uh, in Fincher's movie. Uh, she doesn't. How can I say it? Like she doesn't act like a quintessential millennial, but her stresses, I think, agree with what um, you know. Spending a lot of time on Twitter, like I have, like agree very strongly with what people talk about today. And I think it's a really it's a really interesting like the, it it re- she represents a lot of this particular aggravation uh, and uh, and anger uh, at like being in a world controlled by people that are you know are so dug in um, and uh, and they want stuff from you and that's the way it works you know and it's it's I, I without giving things away I would just say. Watch that movie and see if you see what I see. Okay. I was really, really impressed this time. It crept way up on my list on Fincher films. Yeah, I, I, I didn't necessarily dislike it, honestly speaking. And I worked on it, and it's rare that I like any movie that I've worked on, honestly speaking. <laughs> yeah, it's true, right? I can't. Yeah, most movies I work on, eh, they're not that great. Yeah, but there are a few that I've worked on. I'm very proud of, and now this is this is uh, become yeah. one as a movie movie. Right, not as like the work I've done. There's certain right. things like you know, like I I'm very proud of the work that we did on iRobot. Uh, uh, That's Eric, landmark work. Eric yeah. and I uh, uh, had a great time on that movie. Yeah. Actually, uh, we did. Yeah, it was you got fun. me onto that show. Yeah, yeah, and it was great. I think it was really great. The movie itself is. Crap, but yeah, it's hanky. It's yeah. hanky, but yeah. the the work was really good, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but Small story about that. You want to know what's really weird? What is? I used to, uh, back uh, going to grad school, I used to drive. You know, I was a PA, so I drive mm-hmm. a truck for a couple directors, like like Joe Pitka. Yeah, and so the producer. I'm walking to the screening room. And there was a guy named Topher Dow, who's the producer, Alex Price's oh, yeah. partner. Mm-hmm. And he turns around, he's like, holy shit, Sheely. And he's like, what's going on? We work together. And then he in 94 is like, oh, I'm moving to Australia. 
with his right. wife. And he became friend, and he started working with Alex Prias. And yeah. literally, we had spent like three years working together, like back and forth. He was um, location managing, um, right. production uh, managing. And so he, I worked for him. Right. And he's like, what the? F-? He's like, what are you doing here? It was the funniest thing. I was no, like, that's hysterical. dude, that's I just got here like a month Man. ago. Wow. That's a I, small world. I have got to go back and check out uh, uh, prize movies. I really loved um, Dark uh, City. Dark City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dark City really hit me. And I, 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 it's one of those movies like I haven't seen it in so long. I don't know if it holds up or not, but I loved it so much when I saw it. I remember seeing it and then seeing it again, and it still felt good. So I don't oh, know if good. I see it again now if it's still good, but I probably will. It's be. such a crazy. Let me fun ask you this about yeah. the Me Too movement. Now that you brought it up yeah. for the for the whole um, uh, uh, stuff for the girl dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. So the. Do you think that that's going to backfire? Uh, no. Ultimately, no. It doesn't no. seem – because I had this fear that it was going to yeah, backfire. Much, much the same. And I think – but I think that the the, uh, the sort of the – Because like, OK Boomer is not cool. Well, uh, okay, but I'm I'm not I'm against because that's not. Do you think Ricky Gervais was? No, I'm I'm just saying uh, I'm not. I I I understand the point of view from the millennials, right? And they're they're right to do that, but you don't do that by just saying fuck you, right? Because I agree. I'm I'm against generational warfare. I think it's silly, and much like I'm I'm against sort of saying like, but uh, so the millennials are a certain way, or the Me Too thing, like the Me Too thing, is like suddenly like, oh, is everyone going to like, oh, he touched me the wrong way, and now everything? Yeah, no, I think I think that that has that like the. It has stabilized as a solid and positive force. I think that's what's happened. Okay. I, I'm, I'm glad you say that because I feel that way too. I was just very nervous that it was going to be – The reactionary there – there was a reactionary uh, – just a, a lot of anger back and well, forth. Well, I, I, I was worried there was, was going to be abuse useless. on yeah. both sides, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely true. Like abuse of people yeah. saying it's like, you know – the, 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 the negative reaction I thought would would have gotten way out of control right. and the and, and just caused a ridiculous fight right. like a, basically a big Twitter Twitter fight um, and I, I really think it's actually quite established as do you a, go on Twitter I do yeah I have my I'm name. actually I, my my goal has been to stop going on Facebook more yeah yeah I have definitely changed my interaction with social media for the better. And Twitter has been a better place to just have fun. Yeah, well, I, 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 can, I can definitely I can focus more on Twitter, and it's, it's easier to just start write stuff off. I just go like, oh, well, if it's stupid, I just don't even have to worry about it. Just scroll away. Do you away. think you need? I, I don't go on any of that crap, and I know it's, yeah, it's I, crap. no, it's good. It's I good just for me, it's like it's a it's a rabbit hole, and I I feel like I'm out of the loop sometimes. But I read a lot, mm-hmm. but I read a lot of like news sites and other things. Right. Yeah, but I just Breitbart mostly. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's a uh, no. I don't do that. <laughs> uh, I but I like you know like real clear politics. Right. Right. Um, very very left wing. Real, real clear, clear is left wing. Yeah, very. Yeah, and so real, that's the Breitbart of the left. Yeah, but I like <laughs> I. But the thing is, is that I mix it up. I actually my bookmarks for the news section is. Right. Um, Real clear, and it pops up with Drudge Report, Zero Hedge. Right. I love Zero interesting, Hedge. Uh, interesting thing about Drudge Report. So Drudge obviously was- He sold it off. Is that what happened? Yeah. Because it was famously, famously very, very, very right wing, mm-hmm. as most people know. Mm-hmm. But now suddenly, like, it's anti-Trump. Oh, no, he yeah, sold yeah. it off. Yeah. yeah. He sold it off to these people, and um, the links even change a lot. 
and I think it's this. I have my theory, and I'll tell you after okay. the show. I have my theory about who bought it or what's going on, but it's a husband-wife couple, um, but from New York, Connecticut area, who also have a place in, I think, in Palm Beach or somewhere where Drudge lives. The point is, it's been sold off, but I think it gross. I think it does like thirty to fifty a year. Mm, I don't know, million. I, I know it's something crazy of, of, and then um, like the uh, New York Post got to do the Post <laughs> for the Post, horoscopes. And post used to be uh, like they're also anti-Trump. They're not there. The, like they've put like but it's a tabloid and, yeah. you buy it on the yeah, street but i but it has you know has like you can go and catch up on new york stuff the funny stuff about um new york and yeah. then it has so it's um, a quintessential and new then york it has experience. the great horoscope yeah hey man it talks to that. me that's right and so i would always every time i'd grab the post i'd always not grab the top and they'd say grab the top and i'd be like i just want to get a fresh one and so I pay and leave. Exactly right. So this guy always screening right. me. Always, but the thing is, you try to – and uh, Glenn Greenwald's uh, Intercept mm-hmm. I like a lot. I don't know if you know that. I don't. I, I, I have to say I've been like I, my um, – It gets your blood boiling out, dude. I, I, I have reduced my, the politi- my political intake is near zero. Yes, but and then you're um, – but see, we're doing the same poisons though because you're on Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter, but I do the poison. I, I, my, my interaction – thankfully, I only, I only use Twitter because of this podcast. And so all of my interactions – Your persona. My, my persona on Twitter is – Is Martini Giant. It's Martini Giant. Which is great. And uh, I only talk movies. So, so, <laughs> so I, 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 I try – I'm totally happy. I try to my – persona, my persona on Facebook is really about – the podcasts and a few things. Yeah. And every now and then I'll put something that's. I'm 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 happy to turn myself into it. My, my social media presence. I can't uh, talking about movies and uh, putting up uh, occasional weird photos, and right. that's it. And I don't care about anything else. <laughs> I'll talk about books. I'm, I'm part of a. I have a. Uh, I'm on a book uh, list on on Facebook. That's that's that's, that's great. Yeah. I, oh, and I'm on a. Some some Tesla groups yep. there. So I'm uh, I'm 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 sure that people can tell from my posts my politics are very very left wing, but I don't fucking care to talk about. I them don't anymore. no I don't talk about <laughs> I don't want to talk about politics on there. I, uh, I'm 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 greatly irritated by getting into any political fights. About I I think they're smart to do it that way. Yeah, I think I it's very very uh, yeah. It's it's very hard emotionally speaking. Yep. And I look at I look at some of, of my friends that are posting stuff on yeah. Facebook, and I'm like, "How you are wasting your soul? <laughs> how how do you not have a heart attack every day yeah. by being that angry?" Be, and and the thing is, like, I, anger perpetuates more anger, and, and it, it's awful, and and it's not going to solve anything. Nope. And you're nope. just basically going to sit there and hate people, you which can, is exactly the goal of the yeah. of the people that you hate. Yeah, is this that is you like, hate them. This is the uh, like. My 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 entire opinion, and this is actually why I love the new Star Wars. I'll tell you exactly why. <laughs> the The argument of the new Star Wars is we are all Star Wars fans, so let's be friends again, and that's it. That's the movie. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I can get behind that." And I that is the opinion that I want to take into twenty twenty. Like, I don't I don't fucking give a shit about arguing about whether Trump something something. Like, I vote. I I like I vote and I vote locally. I. I'm aware of everything. I'm just tired of arguing, and I don't want to lose friends because I disagree with them over something. I think that's absolutely dumb, and I definitely don't want to argue with people online. Have you lost friends because you disagreed with stuff? Yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah, there's there an incident where – That is stupid. Yeah, and, and uh, where someone well, – I, I, to, 
to be fair, I haven't lost I haven't lost a friend, but like there's a there's a gulf <laughs> between me and a friend that is probably irrecoverable to our former friendship. And uh, and it you was You and a, I disagreed oh, on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and we're still friends. And we're still here. Is it's that all the one good. where I thought it was the last podcast? Yes. That's it. And we still made it. Chris, were you just it. drunk? What was going on with that? I was fucking hammered. No, <laughs> but he was like <laughs> He was throwing it down. I was just frustrated. I was frustrated because sometimes I was just frustrated because Air. I'm sorry, Dan was just not because I not listening to any other opinion except his own. Because I and I had a lot of it. You had a lot of it, (laughs) and I was angry. And I have a lot of opinions, and I'm going to say them. That is fine, and you're you you do have your right. But after a while, I was like, just just fucking listen to some other point of view. I'm just saying, try to turn the fire hose off. Yes, but, yes, but, yes, but does not work anymore. Yes, but, yes, but, That's yes, true. but. That's true. I'm, oh, I'm just by the way, pride. I'm going to go ahead and plug this because uh, we talk about Martini Giant during this episode. A episode that will have definitely been out by the time this episode comes out of CG Garage includes Sally Slade, Kat Harris, and Emily Van – sorry, Emily, I'm butchering your last name. But yes. – um, uh, three fabulous women from Magnopus, and uh, they took over the podcast and, and being almost martini giant length. It was two and a half hours, which That's is pretty long for a CG Garage episode. But we talked a whole lot about um, about uh, some of the stuff, including Sally's appearance on Martini Giant and that she was mansplained stuff. Was, <laughs> that, that I made an ass of myself and mansplained all of myself. Right. But she was like, no, that was nothing compared to... And she, she gave us her version of mansplaining oh, no. from stuff that happened at her work, which I was hilarious. I feel so terrible. She, she basically <laughs> said... She's like, she's a developer, right? She's, yeah. a, she's, a, she's a very smart developer and yes. does stuff. Yeah. And someone tried to explain to her, she's like, use the freaking whiteboard... And wrote down, like, here is where the temp directory is, slash root, slash temp. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. what the okay. fuck? I don't feel half as bad now. And, and now she's like, she says, he <laughs> used you, a whiteboard. To, it's like, That's amazing. It's like, That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, very, uh, uh, yeah, it was a real, actually, it was a fabulous episode. Talks a yep. lot about uh passions for filmmaking and stuff like that so no this is amazing that's good, awesome good stuff and that is cg garage cg garage so yeah just look up the uh the the, the magnopus takeover right on. Good episode absolutely uh we are actually uh, short of our three hours but if you guys want to wind down i'm cool with that yeah too. i think it was a good episode this is a good episode nice. good right, episode right. do you guys know week? what you want to do for the next one i have the foggiest notion i Golly. feel like i talked the less the least on on this one this, I think it's it's okay if this is like a little breather episode. This, we got uh, we got we got our kinks out about uh, the Irishman. We wanted we, to, we wanted to get that jam out for a while. Yeah, and it's funny because we just like blah, we blurted it all out in about yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, which is, that's solid though. I like yeah. that. I like that. I don't know. I don't know what uh, what should be next. I think um, like I I, I think I, we need a comedy. A nice yeah something yeah something something light something fun. Yeah, that might be good. Maybe have we done Tootsie? We haven't done Tootsie yet. You haven't done Tootsie. Love that. I oh beg you God. to get therapy. I beg you to get therapy. Uh, what's the other one I was, I was thinking of? It's actually comedies. Is, um, oh, crap. Uh, um, Jane Fonda. Uh, Nine to five. No. No. Um, On Golden Pond. Nope. Uh, Barbara. Nope. Clute. 
No, <laughs> no. Wow, you guys are really good. We're doing <laughs> great the, comedy. Uh, Jane, what a Jane laugh, Fonda Ryan. films. The Western. Uh, 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 the Comes West, a horseman. No, she did a Western comedy. Cat Baloo. Cat Baloo. Cat Baloo. There we go. Cat Baloo with Lee Marvin. Marvin. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like this. Cat I say Baloo. we do Cat Baloo. Uh, I would, and also, I don't I, think we could do three hours on Capaluto. No, but we could. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. How about we, we do sixties comedies? Um, ooh. And so we do Capaloo and maybe our man, uh, our man Flint, something. Like Flint. In, yeah, something. Oh, oh, and, oh, and then we can put in Blazing Saddles. Oh God, I fucking that's love 60s, Blazing Saddles. 70s, but that's what fine. What a film! What a film! Well, are they with Universal? Let's pick a studio and say studio comedies late sixties. Yeah, we can look, yeah, let's look like, into that. How about Hair? Uh, um, no, um, Warren Beatty, uh, Hal Ashby. Oh, hair, Hairspray. Hairs- not Hairspray, but not, oh. no, shampoo, sorry. Shampoo. 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 You know what we could do for three shampoo and a half hours? Shampoo is amazing. We could do, we could do Annie Hall. Jack Wharton films. We could do Annie Hall for three and a half hours. I could do Annie Hall for three hours, easily. Easily. It would also be, uh, automatically, it would also be Manhattan and Bananas, because I would also reference this. Yeah, and then, um, yeah. And we can just agree. There are a lot of people <laughs> who hate Woody Allen, though. That's very true. And we could yeah, do. I we would do, do. I would do. I l- love his early films. Uh, here's the deal. Why don't we just do shampoo? Mm-hmm. We do Ashby. So we do a shampoo '70s comedy, shampoo and Blazing Saddles around the same time they came out. That's true. I mean, I, we could do. We could just do Ashby. Uh, well, no, a- we already did Ashby. Being there. Okay, that's true. So we'll do shampoo. Okay. With Blazing Saddles uh, or how, uh, okay, man. Just one thing. CC, we we. I would be in for a uh, Warren Beatty, yeah, uh, triple feature. Warren uh, Beatty, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, McCabe and Mrs. Miller, Shampoo, and Parallax View. Oh, I love Parallax View. That movie is fucking incredible. My daughter's school is across the street from that building. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, Every time I drop her yeah. off, I'm like, that's so good. <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. Man. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe that's it. It's a it's a Warren baby Warren that baby is. Warren baby triple feature. Warren baby. Yeah, I love, uh, love early okay. baby. Early yeah. baby. I, I I will have to do some catching up. So I don't know if we can do that next week because that's three movies for me to watch. Have you seen any of those movies? No. Oh man. No wait. Some. I've seen shampoo. Shampoo is where he is a uh, he's essentially um, it's based on a real guy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's it's, it's ages ago. Very strange. Funny. Very weird movie. Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. A uh, Carrie Fisher. Uh, right. Jack Warden. Amazing. Um, and uh, very seventies LA man. Have you seen? McKay- oh, Hotel Suite. Uh, that's a good one too. Okay. Remember that with uh, Cal- California Suite. California Suite. California Suite. Yep. Um, and it's have got you the seen- great Bill Cosby. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh. We, we should do a Woody Allen Bill Cosby reference. Oh my God, that'd be so great. <laughs> <laughs> With a little maybe Kevin Spacey right? Spe- yeah, little, yeah we we'll call it the Me Too episode. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> well, uh, that makes me that gives me the shivers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, have you seen McCabe and Mrs. Miller? Uh, I think so. The Western it, Warren Beatty, Julie Christie. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. That is. But a it was deep ages ago. Ages ago. Deep, deep favorite. You okay. decide, Chris. Harvey Weinstein specials. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> Oh yeah, I all yeah okay. No, we won't get. Let's let's save it. We'll save it. Save it for the episode. All right. Well, I, I tell you what, you guys, you guys uh, put the put the movie out there, and but really think about how we're going to tie these together and how we're going to talk about it. You pick the you pick the two or Baby three movies. Baby Powerhouse. Baby Powerhouse. Warren Beatty is 
Great. You know, we'll talk Dick Tracy or whatever. No, no. Dick, we're yeah, going to no, do no, no. 80 right after um, he did Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. And he was just – he did Splendor in the Splendor Grass. Splendor in the Grass. I Bonnie love Clyde, yeah. that yeah. movie. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Uh, and uh, like pretty much Beatty between Splendor in the Grass and Reds is great. Like, yeah. That is the brackets for Beatty. That's and it. he was huge womanizer, and he lived in that hotel oh, yeah. on Wilshire Boulevard where they shot Pretty Woman. Uh, yes. yes. Beverly yes, Wilshire? Yes. Beverly Wilshire, I think. He yeah. lived at the top floor. <laughs> nice job, Warren Beatty. Anyway, you're going to be quite amazed that man is incredibly sexy back then. Hey, guapo. Hey, guapo. And that's just a review of his hair. What do you see? So we'll call it the, the Warren Beatty. So, okay, just uh, interesting. Okay, so when we did the Walter Matthau episodes, mm-hmm. not as popular. That's true. That's true. But so we gotta be careful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very I'm not saying that, that that just because something Dude, is not a lot of we, downloads. We did, we've done the Irishman. We've done um, Titanic. We've no, done some no, hold high on, profile. Hold on, hold on. Ones. Yes. No. That, that, that's true. I'm not. And I'm not saying that we need to do like we need to stick to high profile stuff because mm-hmm. I still don't regret doing Walter Matthau. So I love Walter. Right. Matthau. What if we do Jodie Foster? Oh, Sounds of the Lambs we got to do just by itself. Yeah, but that, I, I, I think we. I, yes, I would love to do. Sorry, I would love to do Jodie Foster, but I think we need Why? to do something. Why? Because she's a woman. You don't want to do that. <sighs> you like that? That's I just tend to. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it. mostly because she's gay. She is. Yes, she is. Yeah. That's true. She's mad. <laughs> no, it's not about that. It's about the fact that I think we need to do more comedies, and I don't think Jodie Foster has done many comedies. Mm. Mm. Oh, Candle Shoe? Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone, yes, that's oh, true. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, which is uh, X-Ray wants to do Bugsy Malone. That's true. We have to get X-Ray back. But Bugs, yes. Anyway. I do, uh, by the way, just as in passing, I want to recommend uh, my favorite podcast that listened to this week was, there's a great podcast that people have heard of called Blank Check, which yes. is amazing. They did an episode on uh, Silence of the Lambs, which really knocked me out, and I thought it was, I th- just thought it was great, so just listen to it. It's fantastic. Check. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. There sounds the lens. Anything upside. else you guys want to plug before we go? Lots mm-hmm. of news. Anyway, keep an eye out. There are lots of things happening in 2020. That's all I got to say. That's true. It's coming at us. So Very it's excited. coming at us. Very exciting. Personal things, professional things. Professional things. Yep. Happy times. Plus a David Fincher movie in black and white on Netflix. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Very that's excited. it. Ready to do right. it? Thanks, guys. Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.